Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Okay, none of you is considering anybody. Fine. Who has felt led on before? You felt led on. Who else? Let me see. Lift up your hand. You want me to... uh, I'm not explaining led on. You understand what it means to be led on. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You see, you see, most of you come from different homes. The typical African homes will not discuss things that has to do with relationship and sex. Is that not so? How many of you can sit down with your mom and discuss relationship and sex? About yourself? Few. And at least, I'm happy with the number. At least it's improving because there have been times I've asked this question and it was zero. Okay, so it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's an improvement. All right, but for most of us, we can't. All right, and the worst part is that you can't even talk about this in church, and yet the body of Christ is bedeviled with so much relationship problems and sexual issues. And yet we don't talk about it because we think that when we talk about sex, the angel on the altar will slap us. No. The angels know that we are created in this realm. And one of the things that God put us in us is a desire for sex. Do you understand me? There are things that God put in you as a human being. Desire for food. Desire for drink. God bless you. I was, going, I was going to ask, are we online now? All right. Welcome to Relationship Seminar um, 23rd, 23rd September 2023. Praise the Lord. My name is Brakwesi, and um, I am your guest speaker for the day. This is Ashesi University, uh, KCF. Um, I was expecting better numbers. Some people decided to hide their crash and crashes, but we'll take it like that. The, the, the purpose for a seminar like this is not to put in your mind or it's not to arouse any unwholesome desire but rather to guide you in your decision-making processes. Especially because almost everybody here is a student of a sort. And um, your primary assignment on this campus, as Ashesi and your parents are concerned, is to study for your first degree. Come out to flying colors in the chosen fields of study and make meaningful contribution to our society out of your, after your graduation. Ashesi says to raise you to be an ethical, what? 
entrepreneurial leader, right, to transform Africa, one student at a time. That is the vision of the school. And the pillars with which, or the pillars that govern the drive is scholarship, leadership, and citizenship. So Ashesi wants you to be a scholar in the fields of life that you are engaged in with the liberal arts core. The liberal arts core is supposed to give you that uh, mindset that is liberal in nature, open-minded, so to speak, to be able to um, think through a wide range of issues and make meaningful interpretations. So you do courses like text and meaning, which is invariable to tell you that life is not just about what you see on the screens. So don't be swayed away just by words and by pictures because everything is manipulated by the person that put it out there to give you the kind of information they want you to have. And so if you understand that liberal arts core well and somebody comes to you, for instance, in the context of a relationship, wanting to woo you, you are the person is putting their best foot forward. But if there is a best foot, there is a worst foot. Do you understand me? So you can have journalists come here to the seminar and come and cover the seminar. And each of the journalists will go out there and put a different headline based on what they want. Somebody who loves it will put a splendid program. Somebody who hates me will say useless talk. Right? I mean... I will never forget that incident. I always talk about it. I come here, I come and minister, and then I use the communion to do, to pray. I stand on the communion, understanding the import of the blood of Christ and the body. How that Jesus said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. What are we remembering him for? That by his stripes we are healed. That when he shed his blood for us, every handwriting that is contrary to us, that works against us, is wiped away. When you, every time you take communion, remember that you are set free. Every time you take this communion, remember that Jesus came, for God so loved you, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so, by the communion, as I take this communion, I enforce my liberty. And so with that mindset, I stand and I say, okay, take the blood, lift it up. Every power that fights against me, contrary to what Jesus did for me, let it be broken. Somebody leaves this place and says, this guy is a false prophet. That, he starts doing a campaign on campus against me. Why? Because that is his understanding. Jesus said, okay, when you take it, remember, okay, Lord Jesus, I remember. Thank you. Amen. I thank you. So the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. Many people are just about words without meaning. They have a form of righteousness, but they lack the power. They are like the Samaritan woman when Jesus met her at the well and told her, you people worship what you don't know, but salvation is of the Jews because we know whom we worship. And yet, and yet, the time is coming when the Father will seek not you to worship in Jerusalem or 
on the mountain top, but in truth and in spirit. The issue has nothing to do with mountain top ministries, neither Jerusalem Ministries International, but truth and spirit. It is a dangerous thing to be where God used to be. It is what? Because God is always moving, Father, have your way and be glorified. Holy Spirit, visit your people. Speak, I yield my vocal cause to you. Let destinies here be transformed. Let every family represented here that has any pattern of painful relationships of whatever kind, whether it is marital relationships, whether it is sibling relationships, whether it is friendship that goes bad, whatever pattern of disappointment in relationships, let your spirit break that hold and let there be love, let there be peace, let there be unity. Above all, let Christ be glorified. Let these young ones, my brothers and my sisters gathered here, receive a touch from you. Shape their future. Build them up. Grant them focus. Grant them the keys of the kingdom with which to open the right doors of life. And Lord God Almighty, may they never be confused regarding the decisions of their lives, who to do business with, who to relate with as they journey through their destiny. Lord, be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so it is imperative that you understand why you are here on campus. And whilst you are here, even though the primary aim is to gain a degree, you cannot overrule the quests and the importance for relationships of diverse kinds. Typically, when we say we are doing relationship seminar, you see how you've even designed the seminar, the, 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 the poster. You put a romantic feel to it. But one thing I always do when I, have, when I'm, when I talk about relationship seminar is I don't just focus on the relationship between a man and a woman leading to a romantic, whatever, whatever, whatever. Relationships cuts across and goes beyond just uh, the relating to the opposite sex. We relate with each other on a friendship basis, on a um, classmate basis, on a... The fact that we are student basis. The last time I came here, I said that you, 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 you don't even think that you are black right until you travel out of the country then all of a sudden somebody that you didn't even like on campus when you see the person outside the country and you and the person have been treated the same way as non-entities all of a sudden you gravitate towards each other and say oh minia oh my brother now all of a sudden you realize that the one who looks like you is a brother all right? And so, for me, for me, this is my personal view, I think that the issue of relationships should be part of the curriculum in every educational institution 
right from primary school. Right from primary school. Because some of us, our problems started way young. Some of you have been manipulated from baby child, babyhood. It is what it is. If, if you don't get your way, you will lie on the floor and throw tantrums. How many of you are expect tantrum throwers here? Lift up your hand. Receive Lift up your hand and let's hurry up and go home. You throw tantrums. You know how to throw. You know how to use your emotions to get what you want. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. I said lift up your hand. Okay, lift up your leg like that. <laughs> Why are you all behaving like you are some good kids? I know you are good kids under construction. Okay, let me rephrase the question. You used to throw tantrums, but now you are saved. Lift up your hand. You used to manipulate with your emotions to get what you want, but now Christ has saved you free. Lift up your hand. Oh, let the redeem of the Lord say so. Lift up your hand. Glory to God. How many of you are also looking for deliverance from that, even though you are now born again? Lift up your hand. Deliverance will locate you. Glory to God. God bless you, okay? Mm. I, I am forcing so much not to enter the prophetic because some of you have anger issues that must be addressed now. Serious anger issues. Some of you have scars from from bad relationships. I'm not talking about just boyfriend. I'm talking about friendship that went sour. There are people seated here right now. If your former best friend comes to sit by you, get up and change your seat position right now. Tell me I'm lying. Praise the Lord. And so I think the issue of relationships should be a thought subject, deliberately thought, all right? We should, because, look, the rate of disappointment, the rate, the stories that we read online on social media, the things we encounter, and for me as a pastor, the kind of issues that come to me on a daily basis that I have to resolve, it's mind-boggling. And sometimes you go like, This one, you can just solve it by common sense. There's no demon behind it. It's just pride. Remember two Ashesi students? They, they are in a relationship and I think they had an argument or, of a sort. So they come for fellowship, graduate ministry fellowship, and they are not talking to each other. So I mean, the guy said, Charlie, I'll be as so so and so. He said, so I don't know. I meet a girl. Hi, so so and so. Also, me, I don't know. Okay. You come. You to come. Come and stand in front of me. You are going to talk to each other. I've picked so many things, but the only thing I want to tell you out of the things I've picked up is this. The Lord is telling me that you are missing each other. But you are do too damn proud to say sorry first. So, the first thing you are going to do 
is to kill your pride. I'm standing here, but I'm pretending as if you are not. I'm going to play games. So I open my phone, playing game. Apologize to each other. And hug each other. They start talking, they are shedding tears, they are hugging each other, they are doing and saying Fuakwa. Foolish people, foolish boys and girls. Ask your neighbor, where did you get their pride from? Why are you covering your face? <laughs> Why is it that when you are in a certain kind of relationship, what you call normal friendship, it is easy to let go and overlook some things. But when you put a, the, another tag on it that you are my girlfriend, you are my boyfriend, the attitude changes. Expectations changes. It's the same foolish boy. It's the same foolish girl. How many of you had have siblings that sometimes you can't stand? They annoy you. Sometimes you wish like you should slap them and and flatulate in their left nose. You have some. But do you hate them? If you saw something bad happen to them, will you not defend them? The one who said, <laughs> you have issues. How many of you used to fight with your siblings when you were younger? Now you are tight like that. What changed? You still fight. <laughs> Why do you still fight? You see? It's a bonino also. Why do siblings fight? <laughs> they say, Why not? <laughs> Anybody, any answer? Today, I'm going to share something small, and then I'll take a lot of questions. Okay. Is that okay? I want, I want to hear from you. I want you to direct it more than what I have to say. Yes. Yes, please. Give a microphone. Apostle, please. I heard that. I heard from somewhere mm -hmm. that if you don't fight with somebody, it means you're not close to the person. Do you believe it? You heard, but do you believe it? Give her the mic. I think they also said that when you are close to people, that's when you step on their toes. It's not like thank you. Yeah. So that's where the that is where the the statement comes. So when you make a statement like that, okay, and you don't give the background 
premise, it becomes difficult. Anybody can run up with it anyhow. That's why I ask that. So it is true. The closer you are to somebody, the, the more you will smell the person's armpit. You see, all the ladies stand. You see how beautiful they are looking. Ladies, turn around. Let the guys look at you well. Turn around. <laughs> place it. Place it. So, you see how beautiful they are looking. How many of you guys have seen them just when they woke up from bed? Why are you shy? Why are you doing like this? <laughs> Joel, you can explain. What can you explain? <laughs> you go explain Taya right now. <laughs> oh, so I just went to a friend's room. I wanted to ask help for homework oh relax 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 and she was sleeping the afternoon and she had to come open the door so that's how i saw her face and did she look like how she typically looks when she is on campus raw <laughs> what's the mean of raw no lip gloss no makeup no eyelashes <laughs> but, but that's the new trend that's the new trend Feel free. When you are far away from somebody, it is easy to take your time and prepare yourself and put your best foot forward. And so you come to campus, you see a beautiful girl, you see a very fine boy, and go like, wow, this dude is fine. God has beautiful creations. But Let's take, if you are a guy and you saw a beautiful girl, right? You are at home. You have a sister, probably around that age. You see her. She's pretty in the eyes of another boy, but in front of you. To you, she's a foolish girl. Is that not so? You have a very fine-looking brother. On campus, the, guy, the girls go like, Charlie, your brother is fine. No, won't you link me? In your mind, you learn, if you know how foolish this boy is. Uh. What, 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 what do you even see in that, my brother? How many of you have... You look at your brother or your sister, you go like, what? Oh. 
That is how you two, the same, the girl that you two you are looking at. The one who is close to her knows how foolish she is. But as long as you are concerned, you've just seen the facade. You've seen the packaging. You've seen the, the text, but you don't know the meaning. It is in getting to relate with a person under different circumstances. I said what? Different circumstances. Because people can pretend well under various circumstances, but there's a certain circumstance when it plays out, the true person will show up. This is why we need relationship seminar. Because even you, you don't know you yet. You've not discovered who... Some of you think, oh, um, I'm in second year. I, I, I think that I need somebody. I need somebody I can talk to. I need somebody to call a friend. I need somebody to hold me when the weather gets cold. <laughs> Said yesterday. Yesterday rained here, huh? <laughs> Go and buy a big duvet. And stay under and put in some songs. Don't mourn. Or hill songs. (laughs) Somebody said, also, it's not the same. Of course, it is not the same. Because human beings were not created to exist alone. We were created to relate with each other. We are relational beings. That is how come very early in your life, you start having the cravings for a friend. Do you understand me? My mom used to tell me that when I was growing up in primary school, every time it is break time, there was a particular spot you will always find me. Our school was um, had these hedges. It, didn't, it wasn't walls. It was hedges. And I was always playing with the flowers. I didn't have people as friends. I was a very reserved, quiet person. And in secondary school, I remember some of my teachers always asking my classmates, does he talk? Because the teacher, you can crack all the jokes. I'm never laughing. Everybody's laughing. I, I, I had a certain, I always call it terrible nature. All right. God started using me in the secondary school. I'll come, prophesy to everybody, pray for everybody, do all the things. When I close, you can't come and say hi to me. Not that I felt that talking to me would make my anointing go. No, I just like to be in my corner. And I didn't think much about what you think about me. So when I finished secondary school in 98, then the Lord said, that nonsense, you will stop. 
that what? You will stop. He said, I put my oil on you for people. And the best way you can serve my people with the oil is to love and relate with them. Then he showed me Proverbs 18, verse 24. That is how come I can never forget that scripture. Then he showed me 1 Corinthians 12. Also, he showed me key scriptures. Then he explained John 3.16 to me. For he is not a tyrant. Whatever instigated God to send Jesus was born out of love. So if I pray for you, and it is just to demonstrate how powerful I am, I am as useless as the drunkard on the street. Do you understand? If I came to stand here and gave you powerful revelations, powerful, or preached until the roof opened, wow, this is a powerful man of God. And yet, I have no love for your well-being. I'm useless. I'm useless. That is how there are prophets who can prophesy everything. And there is a pastor. You know a pastor is different from a prophet, right? Who shepherds God's people with love does not prophesy. But he is more loved by the people than the guy who can prophesy everything. So as a prophet, people will come to you because they want to understand some mysteries about their lives. But after you've given them the prophecy, that is it. They don't want relationship with you. And there are some of you seated here, you are like that. You think everybody is out there to harm you. Forgive my tree. Explain it to the people who don't speak tree. You hate people. You, you are some way. You look down on people. You, you've got no love for people. You suspect everybody. Why? Because you've heard stories of people being um, unreal or you've been betrayed a couple of times. Betrayal is part of life. Tell your neighbor. And tell your neighbor, even you, you are a betrayer. Tell your neighbor. May God deliver you from that atmosphere of being a betrayer and make you trustworthy and faithful. Because under certain circumstances, you will betray. Peter said, Lord, I will never betray you. I will love you even to death. When death showed up, Peter ran away. Then when Christ came back, I'm talking about relationship. When Christ came back and asked him, Peter, do you agape me? Peter said, you, Lord, you know that I feel you see you. Then Jesus asked again, Peter, do you agape me? Then Peter says, Lord, you know all things. I feel you see you. 
Then Jesus steps down and said, Peter, do you feel use me? Then Peter said, yes, Lord, I feel use you. The Peter who was making two known earlier that I agape you, after the betrayal, understood that love, as God calls it, agape, is not a human attribute. It is not born out of human efforts. And this is why you fight with your sister. This is why you fight with your siblings. This is why you can get angry at your father forgetting all he has done for you and one little thing he doesn't do for you makes you angry. This is why you find it difficult to forgive somebody who wrongs you because you are selfish invariably. Everybody must work to your advantage. So no matter how many things a person has done for you, one wrong thing in your eyes negates all the good things. Are you here? And so, if we are going to have meaningful relationships, don't don't treat, don't think that all of a sudden, what's your name there? Nanakia. Nanakia, come. All of a sudden, when you meet beautiful Nanakia, and she becomes your girlfriend, and you start dating, all of a sudden, you are going to be an expert in being a nice boyfriend to Nanakia. Whilst you've forgotten that you have set evil patterns The initial feeling of butterflies in your stomach. I don't know where you even got that phrase from. Because butterflies have very short lifespan. And if you are, they are in your stomach, it's going to be even shorter. Because of the enzymes that are going to kill the butterflies. Do you understand me? So that zuzuzu feeling which is not anointing. It's just a feeling. Who has been hungry before? Very hungry. Pa. This one, you know, you know one lift up your hand. You have never been hungry before. When I was a student on campus, I did a relationship seminar and I asked the miss, who has never felt aroused before, sexually aroused? And one guy lifted up his hand. that day I didn't want to disgrace him. One month later, the Holy Spirit arrested him and he did a seminar for the school how he's been uh, masturbating, womanizing, somebody who said he has never been aroused before because he was trying to portray how spiritual he is. You are not trying to impress anybody. You are not anointed than David. And yet, that man, when he was about to die, it wasn't a doctor that diagnosed his sickness. They brought Miss Israel 
The Bible says they brought the most beautiful girl in all of the kingdom into his room. And when the morning came and they noticed he had not touched her, then they said the king is indeed sick unto death. And yet that man was the man after God's heart. So you meet her, you like her, cute, beautiful, nice hair. You see how Adam cannot sit down. Simply feeling a vibe between the two of you is not what is going to sustain the longevity of the relationship. So I'm coming into the main subject of the day. What are you doing while single? Please sit down. Because everything has a foundation. A building like this is put up by individual blocks. The nature of each, each block, okay, is what will contribute to the strength of the entire structure. If there is a block or one of these columns is weak, one day this building will collapse under that pressure. So the weakest link will come from a certain faulty rock or column that was not checked. Do you understand? You will not all of a sudden become a, a nice partner to somebody just because you have found the one that you like. Let me rephrase. Your relationship will not be nice only because you have found Mr. Right. Are you Mrs. Right? Your relationship will not be nice only because you have found Miss Right. Did you become Mr. Right while single? And it is not how intelligent you are academically. It is not how spiritually minded you are because you can be spiritually minded. And although I say this regrettably, because whilst you are spiritual, the Bible says that spiritual man judges all things. So, if you are truly spiritual, you are supposed to allow the Spirit of God to rule every aspect of you. And trust me, the Holy Spirit that I know is not going to allow you to keep that foolishness for one day. The Holy Spirit that speaks to me, even when I preach and I don't preach well and I go home, whilst people are clapping and people are blessed, even when I prophesy, I don't prophesy the way he wants me to. When I go and lie down, he comes to do his blastings and prunings. Yeah. So I don't like preaching plenty. I like to let other people preach. Papa Rolisa, he will tell you. I let all the pastors I'll be sitting down. Because the Holy Spirit that I know 
As soon as you come and stand here, one day he showed me something. Then another man of God confirmed it to me. As I'm preaching, there are angels with books marking me. It means, uh, it, it, and there are some statements in the books. So, it's, what God showed me, it's like they expect you, okay, make the statement. So, if you make it, then they look at you, then they mark. They look at you, they mark. I said, what? Is this how I'm being appraised? He said, every time. Jesus put it this way. Apparently, it's in the word. He said, every word that a man speaks, he shall give account of it on the day of judgment. The I love you, you still there. Which you didn't mean. You will give account. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Meanwhile, you have left many and forsaken many. He said you will give account. You don't waste somebody's time just because you have a feeling. Be deliberate in your decisions in life. If you, they, and one of the things that will make you deliberate is start working on yourself. Everybody wants the perfect partner. But are you preparing yourself to be a perfect partner? And before we come into boy-girl relationship, are you a perfect partner in your pro- group work, project work? That, you see, this is where you test who you are. The relationships. You and somebody start a business. Business relationship. We are just telling PK. Let's do a business. Everybody likes with you, PK. Let's uh, When the coin starts increasing, what is your character? We are a team of four people. We've been given project work. We are a group. Well, your, the rest of your classmates have to be calling you and giving you pressure to do your bit before you do it. That is how your relationship in marriage is going to be like. It's not far-fetched. It, there is no... Yes, I... I cast out demons. I am a spiritual person. But you see, being prayerful will not automatically make you good in character. That you speak in tongues, that you read the Bible. And I say, I say this regrettably because the Bible tells us that when we behold this perfect law, okay, with unveiled faces, we are changed from one glory to the next. So, the word of God must sanctify us in character. But unfortunately, in this generation, it is not. When we are reading, say, yes, I got the point. I'll tell them. You are not reading for yourself. You are reading for them. No. The word is for you. If, if God gave me a word for her that she is misbehaving, the first thing I do is that I put that ruler of the word to me. Father, am I also misbehaving? Before I come and tell her, 
Because that same God who is telling me to tell her to stop misbehaving is also watching me. He's going to judge me. And guess what? My judgment is going to be greater than hers. Because I'm a preacher. So, let me give one last story then I go into the nitty gritties. There was a particular year, I forgot which one it was, maybe 2014, 2015, thereabout. I came for one of the badges was graduating. So, Dufier uh, was doing a party for the dwellers of the hostels who were graduating. And she called me to come and pray. So, I went. Prayed. When the people were eating, dancing, laughing, and I, I was about to leave. And then one tall gentleman came. Say hi. Are you Apostle Kingsley? I said, Yes. And said, So you told my girlfriend to break up with me. I said, Me. First of all, I don't remember telling any girl to break up with any boy. I, I don't do that. If I did it, I probably would have said it this way. If you are with a, go- a boy and you know that it's sexual, there is no, it's just fleshly, that's all that goes on. Please, to drop that foolishness you are calling relationship. I'll probably say things like that. And she was angry. Hey, you, my girlfriend has broken up with me because... I said, wait, 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 wait. At that time, I was getting angry. So I, sw- I flipped into the grace of God upon our lives. And I said, hold on. Then I described, is this da 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 da? He said, yes. I said, you know you will not marry her, right? And she's quiet. I said, you know that you have another girl you are talking to. Right. He said, he's quiet. Then I said, because this particular girl you are talking about has anger issues. Yes, yes. Everything that she's saying, I said, keep quiet. You get angry with her. The only thing that you like about her is that you like sleeping with her. When her father, who is paying school fees, finds out that this is what you are doing to his daughter. Will you be able to answer that man? He's quiet. I said, even the other girl you will not marry. And yet you are close to your pastor. Your pastor sees you as an angel. This is what you are doing to girls. The next time you see a man of God like me, and you come and run your mouth, you will walk home again. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I said, go and apologize to that girl for what you have even done to that girl. You should thank God that that girl has broken up with you. Because, guys, let me tell you, any girl you disappoint foolishly, and you say, hmm, you will never meet a girl like me. That girl has cursed you with one of the worst curses on earth. Not because a girl like her is angel, but because she's telling you that no girl of her kind, suitable helper, will lend 
her grace to you in life. The, the grace of the help of a woman has been shut in front of you. It doesn't mean that you girls get up everybody that you see that it won't work. It won't work. A baseless girl shall not prosper. It won't work. Tell the girl that it won't work. <laughs> so, having said that, let's read some scriptures and then I will explain some few basics that I want you to get right. And then you can ask the question. Just ask any question. All right? Any question. It can be boy, girl, you and your father, you and your brother, somebody that disappointed you in secondary school, you have not, uh, your crash in primary school that you are still not over it, anything. Somebody that has broken your heart and is coming back. You don't like the person, but you, so you don't want the person to, to go away. Um, the last time I came, we did something like that. I dealt with relating, dating somebody in your mind while the person is not aware. How many of you are still in that situation ship? Who, who, is, who is in that kind of scenario? Lift up your hand and receive deliverance. But why is everybody mentioning your name at everything? But really, your people. <laughs> okay, let's do my popular um, preaching topic when I do when I'm asked to preach at weddings. Let's do that one. Let's use that scripture. Any 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 wedding you invite me is the same preaching. I have no other preaching. I may change the scripture, but it's the same message I have for everybody. Okay, let's do one, 1 Peter chapter 3 from verse 7 and 8. 1 Peter 3, 7 and 8. I have so many things to tell you. But um, I want to, because this is a student group, I don't want to go beyond a certain level. All right? Because I don't want to, if I, if I don't think I start going to certain realms, I will, I will be creating a certain desire in you. Because where's create desire? Where's create desire? Some of you have no business being in a relationship right now. Some of you who are about in your final year, you still have no business being in a relationship until you are 32. It's very true. Rita, uh, I say Rita, uh, Ranita. Ranita. Why do you get agitated every time you hear words like that? You and Erica. Erica is not around today. You and Erica, I don't know what is wrong. At 25, you must marry. May God help you in Jesus' name. Guys, which of you want to marry at 25? 
No, I'm saying guys, the girl. Hey, guys, do you lift up uh, Ranita? Ranita, let's do this. I'm, I'm ready to waste time on you. Let's do this. Ranita, how ready are you for a relationship? Like 60%. 60%. Within the 60%, tell me, what have you seen? What have you done? What, what makes your mind ready? 60%. We all want to learn. I, I'm not doing this to denigrate it. We all want to learn, okay? If there are things that we must pick, we pick them, okay? Let's go. Okay, so, um, I've, started, I've been listening to, like, sermons and stuff. You've been listening to sermons, okay. I've been reading books as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I've been having conversations with God about things he'd like me to change. Right. With God, okay. Yes, and I've been putting effort into like the relationships I have around me, okay. like my friendships. Okay, and all those awesome. I like that, but let me add something to it. I'm picking from the God side. This is what I know my father does. When I'm talking about my father, I'm talking about God. When you start talking to him about anything that you want a change to. He's going to create scenarios. So, you ask, Father, help me to change the things you want to change. I say, okay, good. Apply to this thing. You apply. You get disappointed because you are not taking. How do you relate? Do you pass that test? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, for, for, for the most part... Why are you crying? I'm my voice is gone. <laughs> Your I'm voice is gone. Oh, at this question. Oh, 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 <laughs> Let's go. Oh, please go. <laughs> My voice is gone. I've been shouting. No worry. No worry. Answer. Um, so, when it happened to me the first time, like that one day, it was very disappointing. And I didn't really recover fast. <laughs> but <laughs> it has been happening. So. <laughs> It's like okay, let's go, right? Like I think I've I've gotten, I've normalized it. Like it happens, no, I guess. It happens. If you normalize it, God doesn't want you to normalize it. Amen. <laughs> Be not getting what you are looking for is not the point of the lesson. The point of the lesson is what the three Hebrew boys put across. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What did they say to King Nebuchadnezzar? Any Bible students here? What did he say, they say to him? Our God, before that, our God is able to deliver us from this furnace. So that is the assurance. That is the knowledge. That is the description. That is the understanding they have about the king they worship. Number one. Number two, even if he decides that he will not deliver us, even if he will not give me what I'm looking for, my conviction about him remains the same. 
I'm not bowing down. So, Lord, I want this girl because you're a good God. But even if you don't give her to me, you're still a good God. I'm not going to be bitter at you nor at the girl. So that when the girl says yes to my best friend, I won't fight my best friend. Let me flip it. Lord, I want this guy. But even if you don't give it to her and my best friend gets him, I'm not going to be angry at my best friend and break the rela- my friendship with my best friend. For here, no go happen there. Eh? How many of you ladies can let that happen? Say what you just said. Is it Eradi? <laughs> what has Eradi got to do with this? I can't. <laughs> Why can't you? It will take a lot from me. I... Why? It's painful. Yes, and so? Hey. <laughs> I just. I... You don't know God. Let me set my premise for every relationship seminar. Everything that we are discussing is for people who's, who has God as their father. Everything I'm going to share here is not for people who are not in the kingdom of God. If you have one leg in the kingdom of darkness and one leg in the kingdom, this seminar is not for you. Every house has its rules. What we are sharing is for people who are saints of the kingdom redeemed by the blood, washed, whose names are written in the book of life, who have the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ dwelling in them, therefore are being discipled into citizens of the kingdom of God, who have a goal that their relationship is for the advancement of God's kingdom and the glorification of Christ Jesus and nothing else. If this is not your premise, you might as well go. Because the things I'm going to say will not make sense to your logic. We are not here to appeal to your logic. We are here to transform you by the renewing of your mind. So that not only will you have better relationships, but you will transform society. Do you understand? Now, what's your name again? Ayei. You see, I'm not denigrating you, but I'm trying to work out something, okay? You see the scripture we put that we're about to read? If you don't work on yourself, that is getting the basics right in relationships. If you don't work on yourself, that life does not revolve around me. Number one. Number two, the God I worship is a good God. The scripture says of him, every good and perfect gift comes from him. Is that not so? So if I want this one, and God gives this one to this person, why should I be angry at them when I know that God is good and every good and perfect gift comes from him and he knows best for me. So he will give me 
this one which he knows is better for me. What makes it painful is because you have decided with your selfish ambition that if I don't get what I want, my friend who is close to me shouldn't go for it so that it won't pay me. That is the is a revelation of how selfish and unborn again your mindset is. If I don't get it, then the one closest to me shouldn't get it. If my enemy gets it, it's fine. That one too will hurt. You are still not born again. And let me address it. The world calls it girl code or boy code. It's a foolish code. Please sit down. Who says that if it didn't work out between you and somebody, it shouldn't work out between you and your, uh, your best friend and the person? Who put that code? If it is a quote from the world, why have you subscribed to it? It's like you went for an interview, you and your best friend, for the same job, and they gave it to your friend. When your friend is sharing testimony at church, will you celebrate? Will you be truly happy for your friend? So, when we were coming, Papa Roli was sharing something with me, and I was telling him that, look, upon all the teachings, and I said, it didn't enter. Most of you, the teachings upon teachings, trying to give you a kingdom mindset, all the things you are sharing, some of you think you are just fulfilling a religious or, uh, obligation. You are not here to fulfill an, a religious obligation. You are here to imbibe the kingdom culture and go out there and live it out. Do you understand me? This has nothing to do with religion. Religion is the things a man do to please a deity. Christianity is the life of God given to you to live out. He said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I've come to give you life, that you may have it more abundantly. The word rendered life is the life of God, what you call Zoe or Zoe. That is the life form of God, full of the life the mindset of God, full of the will of God, full of the intent of God, full of the glory of God, full of the power of God, that cannot be manipulated by human interventions. It is a new kind of life, given to the new creation, with a new mindset. It is that kind of life before, okay, let me jump. Let me do something. Let me swap a scripture. We'll come back right now. Ephesians chapter 5, Message Bible 1 and 2. Message. Are you learning something? I'm wasting your time. I'm not talking about romantic things here. 
Okay, we'll go to uh, Songs of Solomon right now. How do you approach a girl? Also, how do you approach a guy? If I like the guy, he's not approaching me. Can I? That's what you want me to talk about. Never chase a guy. Never so. Never pursue a relationship. If you like, don't. Somebody go take what you will like. Then it will pay you. You think if Ruth had not gone for Boaz, you become grand, 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 grand A of. You'll be sitting down there and be imbibing worldly mindsets. All right, one go. Watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly, what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Amen. Read verse 2 again. Mostly, what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. And he's not saying love your boyfriend like that. Everybody. This is what we call agape. Extravagant love. Most of you have careful love. Careful love. Based on past experiences. If you saw your boyfriend hug, uh, hugging somebody tight, mm. They say what? My instincts. My insecurities. Can you stand your boyfriend or husband to be? <laughs> Ranita. I thought you said you were 60% ready. It's one of the things God is working on. God is working on it. We thank God. Why have you all become quiet all of a sudden? It's like extravagant love. He didn't love to get something from us but to give everything of himself. Have you gotten there? If you have not gotten here, leave somebody's daughter alone. Leave somebody's son alone. And focus on your books. And start working on yourself. Because you are too selfish. You are too parochial. You are too focused on you in the negative sense. You are not focused on you for 
personal development. You are not developing your emotions. You are not developing how to manage money. Most of you girls think that a guy is an ATM. He, if he says he loves me, he must spend on me. After all, the Bible says, give everything of himself. Including his money and his food. And most of you guys think that if he loves me, he must give everything of himself. So you start pressing, pressing her. Like you want to bake cake. Like a dough. If you love me, come to my house there. You come to your kitchen, not hostel. Or anybody's way, I think you should put a seed on the altar so that you'll be free. <laughs> so you see the mindset that Christ or the kingdom of God proposes to you. This is a culture. This is not religion. This is a lifestyle. And you show it on campus. Whether the person is a Christian or not, you show this. Whether your father shows you the kind of love in your love language or not, you do this. Whether the person is your friend or not, you do this. This is our life. This is what transforms. This is the kind of love that makes relationship last forever. Because love, this kind of love is what overcomes all things. This is the kind of love that covers a multitude of sin. Not your kind of love. Which is dependent on hand go, hand come. Filius. I like you because you do this for me. I like you. There was a song they used to sing. Loving you is easy because you are Sing it and to, uh, stop pretending as if you are holy then. Uh-huh. La 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 la. La 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 la. Oh, it's a form with it. You know, you see it is coming out. So your love is not dependent on the constant nature. God is dependent on what you have seen now. Loving you is a girl. I saw last week. I saw a video. A lady got involved in an accident. So you see her before picture and her after picture. Um, she got bent, so her face is mad. The boyfriend left her. Said, "You look like a monster. I can't be with you." And yet, there's a similar situation. I think this one is a Nigerian lady. She got bent. All her hair is gone. And her husband loves her to bits. And they've lived together for years with that mangled face. Can you? You that you say you want your woman to have. If something happens and it becomes like a slit, will you still stay? Apostle, what time got attracted to should be there all the time. 
you got attracted to the foolish thing because it is written, beauty is fleeting. Charm is deceitful. Do you understand? So, if your love for me, if your love for anybody is dependent on changeable things, flimsy things, you are not going to have long-lasting relationships. How many of you see your mother and go like, ah, how did my father marry this one? No, lift up your hand. It's true. Some of you, your mother, the way your mother talks to you and can insult you. Lift up your hand. The way sometimes your mother can flare up or sometimes your father can misbehave. Down there, I say, when I talk about mother, there, uh, guy. Okay. You go like, Mommy, what happened to you? And yet, that woman is still loving to that same man, loves him to bits, prays for him, and serves him. Can you do that? Because that woman knows something you don't know. Because at a point in time, when people grow somewhere along life, they discover how true God's word is. That it's not about the person's weaknesses. It's about your capacity to be, behave like Christ Jesus. It's not the action that matters. It is your reaction that matters. And if you don't, as a single person, you don't get the basis right to build yourself. Have you noticed that there is no word called tolerant in the Bible? The word that is there is called long suffering. What's the meaning of long suffering? Most of us don't have this kind of love. That has a shock absorbers to take a girl full of foolishness, a guy full of foolishness, and love her until your love evokes the glorious nature of God in her to make her blameless without blemish. Most of you want already cooked angels. God didn't create such, even new creations have their mindset been renewed and you are the change agent to precipitate that change of mind by how you relate to her. If somebody's life does not get become better in character, attitude and personality towards Christ, you are a foolish person. You are what? You are not a wife or husband material. Not even have peace. So, as you come to school, you, your attitude in the lecture hall, your relationship with your lecturer, what, how you behave when you are being corrected, it's all a manifestation of the personality you are building while single. Trust me, they will show up when you meet the person you think you love. Because after the whole pump and everything, 
when you sit in the same roof, you will see as she sees you how foolish the two of you are. You will realize that Obia being born. Heck, let me rephrase. Obia through Mubon. Explaining to the non tree speakers, let me go on. No, I will not be the one to explain to you. <laughs> Please <laughs> explain it to her. Do you speak Chi? You don't speak Twi. Uh, who speak Twi? Please sit beside him. Let me explain it to you. Please, ex- Angela, explain to her. You don't explain it to him. Uh, you ex- Angela, who Have they explained it to you? Forgive me. I know people are watching online. But let me make it even more grim for you. Have you realized that when you take a bath, you wash your inner well? When you go and walk around and come back, when you put your hand here, it doesn't smell. But when you put your hand here, it smells. The whole body was bathed. But this guy is very stubborn. You say it's true. It's not mind-boggling. You were all bathed. <laughs> Reality check. There are certain things about people you will never be able to change. So, in building yourself to relate to with people, understand that there are things you will have to endure and love. I tell people who come, who, that I do premarital counseling this, that when you decide that this is the person I will settle with, you are telling yourself that up with all the human feces, yours is the one that I will smell without saying, hmm. <laughs> and when I say feces, I'm not necessarily talking about the physical thing. I'm talking about the attitude, the character, the personality, the things that come out of the person. Are you ready for that? Because some of you are intolerant, the word of the world, let alone have long suffering. So as a single person, what you really need is not a partner. The main partner you need is the Holy Spirit. What you need is self-development. Building character. And when I say character, I'm also talking about your character with money. What is your relationship with money? Because poverty is not the lack of money. There are some of you, money must be spent on how I look. But some of you will never educate your mind. Oh yeah, I mean it. There are some of you, you come to school because your parent pushed you. If your parent gave you a choice to quit school today. Tell me, lift up your hand if you won't choose it. Stay in school or quit school, I'll still take care of you. 
after I've been educated to secondary school level, I can speak English. I can do, do one plus one. Who still want to be in school? But the point I'm making is this, okay? That there are people who are here being educated, but you are not educating your character. Your emotions have not changed from age six. You are not building yourself. And you, you when you meet yourself, you will marry yourself. Heck, you will not even date yourself. You want somebody to accept me the way I am. He who finds a wife. So, as you are building character, you are building personality, you are becoming a wife. As you are building character, you are building personality, you are building the personality called husband. You won't find a wife if you are not a husband. The word husband is an agricultural term. It also means master. It is, it is, it is referred to people who cultivate. So if you don't know anything about raising a seed into a seedling, into a tree, till it bears fruit, until you harvest, you have no business entering into that business. Leave somebody's daughter alone. Because no matter how beautiful she is, you realize that this is a girl full of potentials and fears, but foolishness tops it all. Girls, don't you have plenty of foolishness? I want two ladies. Come. Just volunteer yourself. Two ladies, come to me. Are you friends? You know each other. At least you relate to yourself. You see how quiet you see them here. Let me finish now. Let me finish now. Okay, you know. You know because you've drawn closer to her. Is that not so? But if you don't know her, you go like, oh, tell her this guy, she's quiet, she's this. She's this, you know, she's very... When you draw to her, say, now, nah, girl with Jimmy see me cry. Is that not so? <laughs> and when I use the word Jimmy, not that she's foolish, foolish. But you see, everybody has a certain nuances that is hidden from the general public but will be revealed to the one that she considers my friend. I am not shy to be myself in your presence. And please sit down. I, I want to cut it because time is going. Let me say this. I was doing a relationship seminar. Uh, sorry, a premarital counseling. Couple is sitting in front of me. And typically, I start with a fat story. Fats. Fush. I re- noticed the word wasn't registering, but the sounds register, which is fine. 
So there's a fat story I have on my phone that I, I ask people who are about to get married to read to each other. So the one part will read and then so they read a story and then I ask the gentleman. So when the story is over, the lady is laughing hysterically. The guy is not smiling. The guy is not laughing. And I asked the girl, the guy, why are you not laughing? He said, Apostle, seriously, this is not funny. I said, talk to me. The girl is laughing hysterically, can't hold herself. Then the guy turns said, are you going to be doing this to me? Are you saying that when we are in the bedroom and you want to fart, you will not excuse yourself. You will not go to the washroom to go and f- you fart in the bedroom. Then the girl says, uh, Do you expect that? I want to fart and I should go to the washroom and excuse you. And the guy snaps. I kid you not. The guy snaps. Say, are you serious? Wait, 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 wait. Are you when we are in the car, do you fart? Of course I do. <laughs> Apostle, I can't I can't continue with this one. I says, hold on. And they start arguing. And I pause them. Papa Roli, they postponed their wedding for six months. Yeah. You are saying because of fat. People break up because of toothpaste. People break up because of eating mannerisms. How you chew? People break up because no, people divorce because of dressing. People also break up because of how money is used. When I worked in a bank, I saw many people who started relationship and come and open joint account. I opened for them, and then I'll be laughing <laughs> because I know in one year they will come back to me. And when they sit down, give me a chair. Give me two chairs. When they sit in front of me, so typically there's two chairs in front of me. So yes, let it face me. I'm the personal banker. So my desk, my table is there. I'm seated here. People sit there and they come. They are holding hands. They are laughing. They are touching each other. They are laughing. When you ask, what's your date of birth? Then the girl will mention the boy's date of birth and all that. When they come back, after one year, this is how they sit in front of me. Come. Sit down. <laughs> then the guy too will be sitting like this. They, they are looking at me like this. Let's, let's close it. Let's close it. <laughs> Please, what happened? Hmm, ask him. When they came first, when I ask him, she answers. Now, when I ask him, she says, ask him again. 
What happened? Please put the chairs back. What happened? People didn't take time to build themselves and to understand the realities beyond the physical attractions at the initial stages. When you got your first phone, how was your relationship with your phone? Do you still have the same relationship with that phone? Some of you, heck, you had iPhone 11 or 10. And then that phone has not ever offended you before. Then the only thing that happened was that a new phone came. And the only feature that the old new phone has that the old phone doesn't have is what? Type C. Which Android has been using for how many years? Just type C difference. And they sell that thing to you for 20,000 Ghana CDs. And you go and buy it. And throw away your old phone. Which has no problem. And has served you faithfully. Have you seen how flimsy you are? This little, little character is a reflection of your total personality. This is how you will treat your relationship. When you discover that your female friend, your male friend, has something that the one you are with does not display, then you start comparing. Because you didn't build yourself enough to understand that Everyone, including yourself, is unique. You don't have everything that the next person has. But I must love like that. So, your issue is not to start looking for a girl and to pray, Father, show me the man for me. It's a foolish prayer. God has never answered that prayer. He will never answer. I repeat, it is a stupid prayer. Lord, prepare me. Make me a suitable helper. Lord, make me a cultivator. Teach me how to be like Christ. Help me to attain to the measure of Christ. Help me to the, attain to the, 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 the stature of Christ. Help me to attain to the fullness of Christ. Fill me with the kind of love that Christ demonstrates. Help me to be merciful to people's weaknesses. Help me to see things from the right perspective. You are setting yourself up for a beautiful relationship. Because see, everybody wants to be, relate to somebody that is lovely. So make yourself lovely. Stop expecting to meet a lovely person when you are catankerous. You. You, you are 
unforgiving. You won't work on it, but you want a guy that or a lady that will always forgive you. Do you intend to be offending the person all the time? Do you, do you see the basics? So these are the basics. Let's go back to my scripture. I think I'm... Have you learned something? I know I didn't approach... I told Reverend, uh, Reverend uh, Roland that the way you guys want me to approach, that's not the style I'll use today. Anyway, in the question session, you can ask me the questions in the way you want, the, in the topics you want me to address, I'll address that one. But I need you to have this mindset that it is important to get the foundations right. Do you understand me? Now, some of you come from families where people are angry. Some of you come from a family where people are intolerant. Some of you come from a family where daddy has never said, I love you to mommy before. And some of you come from a family where when daddy tells mommy, I love you, mommy will ask, what have you done wrong? <laughs> some of you suspect everything, including your own shadow. When you see your, your boyfriend's shadow following him, which girl is following you? Because you believe that cultural mindset of the world that says every smoke has fire. Every rumor has truth. Oh, guess what? There was a rumor that Joseph had gone tried to sleep with Potiphar's wife. It was a rumor. Where was the truth? Where was, was there any truth in it? The evidence suggested he did it. Let me tell you, what you feel in your knee from your ancestors is not truth. The way my knee was feeling, he is cheating on me. One of the serious encounters I had with God that changed my perspective or that improved my perspective on God is the day he spoke to me about a Muslim colleague in the bank who was preparing to break up her marriage on suspicion that her husband has a mistress. And God revealed the girl. I, I, was, asleep. I was praying when God exposed the girl to me. God showed me certain things about the lady and told me that when you go to work tomorrow, tell this girl this. She alone knows this thing about her. So mention it. When you mention, she will believe that I sent you. So I told her that you just da 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 da. Your husband doesn't. It's a lie. She, uh, and I mentioned the secret things that God showed me. And he started crying. So God said, But when God was saying, I asked God, He's a Muslim. Do you care about Muslims? He said, They are my children who don't know their father. They are also looking for the truth. Just that they've been deceived. I keep saying this. If you see any Muslim, anybody who if you see any Christian converting to Islam or any of the other religions, it's because they got disappointed or they thought they are disappointed. 
or they got angry. They prayed for something, they didn't get. Maybe they prayed against death for a parent, a dear one. The person died anyway. So they're disappointed. They get angry. Or something happened. They couldn't answer. But if you see any of those people in the other religions come to Christ, nobody preached to them. They had an encounter. You will never see anybody who became a Muslim because he had an encounter with Allah. I shared one testimony with you guys on the platform. How many of you saw it? The Hindu lady. There are plenty of search on, on YouTube. Plenty. She was sick, dying. Jesus! I want healing. Jesus shows up. I am Jesus. I am God. Later on, her father enters the church. He gets baptized in the Holy Ghost. This is love. I prepare to be like God. How many of you are here, you have not forgiven somebody for what they did to you? You've told yourself, okay, forget about it. You've forgotten about it. You told yourself, okay, lift up your hand. But when you see the person enjoying life, then your heart starts beating. Lift up your hand. It's like that. You never forgive. And if you don't deal with it, it will show up in the relationship you want to build. Because the seed, it will germinate. It will fester. It's like cancer. So, if you want to build a good relationship with anybody, start with yourself. Receive the word of God. Deliberately work on your mindset. Deliberately work on your time, your, the way you, you relate with people. Be deliberately nice. Deal with realities. Not everybody is nice. Love them anyway. Hand go. Hand will not come. You will do good to people. They will hurt you. They will pay you in back. Don't pay them back in their own way. Don't say, Papa Nyashia. Do you understand? Because when you build those things, you are building blocks for your future marriage. There are some of you seated here. You don't want to have the same marriage that your parents are in now. You don't. You say, minus me, my case will be good. Then, then, start building better personalities. Otherwise, you'll be worse than your parents. It's like that. Do you understand me? How do you relate with your bosses? How do you relate with your seniors? How do you relate with people who try to correct you? Because my relationship is the platform that you your Christianity the most. The person that you start relating is the one that will try to correct you the most. And while the person is correcting you, even the person's anus is smelling more than yours. Yeah, and you must take it. 
That's what the time say. But you too, you did this in the other time. I didn't say anything. How 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 dare you trying to come and correct me? No, if you are not ready for correction, then leave them. You are not ready for a relationship. One Peter three, quickly. Hey, is that the time? What have I been saying all this while? <laughs> have you learned something? Yes, all right, sir. everybody, read. Let's go. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to for, the for, wife. For clarity's sake, let's start from verse one. For clarity's sake, quickly. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Write down some key words. Okay. Conduct, chaste conduct, submissive. These are not words that come because you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Submission is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. Chaste conduct is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. And even though he's talking to wives, it's for everybody, male and female. Yes, sir. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Because you cannot love without submitting to the person. It's not possible. Do you understand? Okay, let's go. Do not let your adornments be merely outward. Merely outward. He didn't say, therefore, don't adorn yourself. Mm. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Let's go. Arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. So some people say because of that anybody who has done braids will go to hell. Then don't put on fine apparel too. <laughs> Let's rightly interpret the scriptures. Okay. Yes, sir. Let's go. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty. So hidden person of the heart, that is the true you. When you are purging your heart, you know that you used to be angry. You have a sharp mouth. Listen, you, you can you can to give people the weapons of your warfare are, are not carnal or they are not weak, they are mighty through your mouth mm. to blast, mm. to insult, mm. to throw tantrums, to dress people down, to show down. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you seen when you are angry with your mother, the kind of words that come in your mind? Mm, mm, mm. That come in your mouth mm. without she hearing. That person, no. God says, work on that person. Have you seen when somebody offends you and you sit down quietly, the kind of thoughts that comes into your mind towards a person? Yeah. Uh -huh. That guy, that guy is not born again. That guy will show up when you marry. Yeah. That guy will show up. Have you seen when somebody betrays you, the kind of anger and the, 
and the evil plans that come to your mind. Yeah, yeah. If if you don't work on that inner person, hey, one day you will take a knife and stab somebody's daughter or uh, son out of your anger for feeling betrayed. Do you understand? So it, this is the time you work on your heart. So he says, rather let it be the hidden person of the heart. This is the time you work on your heart. Do you understand? Relationships don't become nice by itself. You see this bottle of water. Water is tasteless. You, yours is finished, so they can't see. Give me your own. Okay, water is tasteless. Is that not so? But very essential. That is how relationship is. The taste you want to have to this water will depend on what you add to the water. When it comes to relationship, the thing you add to the the water of relationship is from your heart. So if you add pepper and you add uh, ginger, what will be the taste of this? But if you add, let's say, honey, mint, um, beetroot, and some few things, what will it taste like? It's a sobolo. So, relationship is what you make it to be based on what is coming from within you what you have built over the years so you must deliberately build tell yourself my relationship will be beautiful whether it's a friendship whether it's a relationship between me and my boss between me and my subordinates some of you may may be good friends with your colleagues but terrible relationship with some people that are less than you how many of you have seen years before that your genius see you and they they wish that judgment day has come so that they will be free or they have graduated some of you are the some of you became prefect and, and, and terrorized the destinies of people. You, you, you made people wish that they won't go to school. They won't go for lectures. And if you sit back and think, you, what came over me to behave like that? That thing that came over you to behave like that will come over you in a relationship. At well. You see, you don't know where it came from. Because it has been dormant. It shows up at the right seasons. Deal with it now. Tell yourself, I will never be the reason why somebody will cry. I will never be the reason why somebody will feel betrayed. I will never be the reason why my boss will lose his company. I will never be the reason why somebody will lose self-esteem. I will not gossip about anybody. I will not say nasty things about anybody. If you are coming to talk about her to me, I'm nasty. Either I call her 
so that you say the thing in her presence or you shut up. Can we do that? Yes, sir. Can we start practicing that? Yes, sir. That I will not be the reason why she will feel terrible about herself. I will not backbite. These are all tenets of relationships. If you don't build it, it will show up in that thing you are looking for called marriage. Are you hearing me? You are students, so I can't go deeper into a certain area because I don't want to arouse certain things. Because some of you, when you are angry, you break plates, you break things. And when somebody touches you when you're angry, <laughs> imagine your husband is angry with you and then the night he's touching you. What will happen? You become a power puff girl. Ranita, based on these things, you no, know, are you ready? Yeah, I like your film. You have a question? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let's finish this one. We'll come to the question. No, actually, actually, be jotting out your questions. Okay, let's read it quickly. So we are working on the inner person. The next time I come, I will add on to the other areas. Then we'll go to songs of Solomon, the things you want to hear. Wow! Wow! Because some of you, you don't know, you don't have vibes, you don't have words. It's true, it's true, it's true. Lord some of you, when they say, I love you, they say, thank you. Yes, powerful, powerful, powerful. No matter how the, somebody is trying so much to be yes. lovely, yes, yes. you put on those masks. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Adele, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> yes. She says a part. Some of you, you are buried. When, when the girl asks you, you don't say I love you. I told you I love you the first time we met. Nothing has changed. Why are you so petty? Why are you so petty? Every day I've been sending you bundle, bundle. Is that not love? You've been saying it. Uh, but when I asked, are you in a relationship? You said no. You have been saying to your brothers in the Lord. My friends, like. Your friends in the Lord, your brothers in the club for Andrew. <laughs> and it's the reason why most time today I didn't do that. But it's a reason why anytime I come, I tell, look at somebody, say, I love you. Some of you, that, those words are heavy. It, it, some of you, when you say it, then your body does you. Shh. 
Why? When was the last time you told somebody I love you? Last week. Who did you tell? You have a family group. Uh huh. Don't worry. Spiritual family group. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. When you, after prayers, you say to you, so that's a good platform to practice. Now, when you practice on a platform, you practice physically. So you see your bro- your friend in school. What's your name? Ben. You meet Ben. Tell bro, how's up? Tell I love you. Have fun. And stay funky. You understand? You practice it. The boys who don't like saying it because you have. Okay. Boys, the girls are there. You say you don't say it. So get up, give each other a brother hug, and say, I love you, bro. Every guy, every guy, get up, get up, get up, do it. Hey, anybody, you're not saying it. I'm seeing you. <laughs> Some of you guys, you never even got up. Seriously. You see, the other, the flip side of the coin is that there are guys, so they won't say to, but when they catch you in the bedroom. Secret romance does not build relationship. It's just sexual. But today I didn't come to deal with the sexual stuff. Which is one of the biggest problems on campus. Most of your relationship is defined by your sexual feelings towards the other party. There is nothing substantial to the relationship except a sexual appeal. When that sexual appeal is overridden, the relationship is dead. Have you realized that? The reason why most of you have gotten broken heart or you, you break up with your partner was not because something substantial happened or God said break. It was because your sexual feelings died. One of the brothers of, 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 of uh, one of the sons of David was so, became so lustful towards his sister to the point of death. As soon as he raped her, the Bible says, and he had hatred. Hatred towards her. So, sexual feelings does not define relationship. That's why every time I come here, I tell you that, you see, when, when you start doing group work with the opposite party, maybe somebody that is not even your friend, you start developing friendship. As the semester goes on, because you are doing group work and you are chatting, feelings will develop. What will develop? What will develop? When you start working with somebody, because of proximity, feelings will develop. Give any opportunity. Whether the person is older than you, married, younger, whatever. Once you start working with the person closely, academically, whatever, 
even in KCF, some of you people, I peg, I peg maybe the leader is a, a, a guy, the lady, you, you develop feelings. David, David. Please, it sounds funny, but take this serious because, see, in this fellowship, KCF is 20 years. I've seen this. There's a lady who is, she's doing well, one of the top heads of one of the investment companies in Ghana. She's been always winning awards. She celebrated her birthday recently. I went on to her Facebook. She's doing well. See, I, I said, wow. We thank God for his word. KCF has really touched lives. There are people, okay, who come to me. Apostle, me and this person, we are in a relationship. I said, no. Have you prayed about it? Say, oh, yes. We are, we are convicted that God wants us to be in a relationship. One of them, I want them. Make sure in three months you don't come and tell me that. Or make sure that when you graduate, you don't can, come and tell me that the relationship is over. Some of them, three weeks. Yeah. Because you should, if you are really building yourself, you can define a relationship. If I start working with you and those feelings start coming, you will know that, okay, this is just, it's natural. It will die very soon. It will die very soon. And when it dies and you start seeing the person's attitude and character, then you go like, okay, this person. Some of you spiritual people, oh, God has revealed it to me that this person is my wife. My friend, shut up. My friend, shut up. Because what you think is spiritual is your own perspective. Maybe the person cooked for you. Or the person, I always say, you ladies, you have magic on on your fingers here. When you pass it through Ohenibar's head like this. Ohenibar was not developing feelings. Yes. Ohenibar, didn't you feel something? You felt it. You felt it. Felt. 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 And, and, and guys, never be fooled by their quiet demeanor. You too, your fingertips does something. Didn't you feel it? Didn't you feel it? Kezia. The, the thing is that the ladies will never admit it. But they enjoy touch more than guys. So know yourself and know how to define relation. So you don't fall prey to everything. There are some of you, when somebody hugs you and says, I love you, no, you think uh, we have started a relationship. No. He only hugged you and said, I love you. That doesn't mean we are starting uh, the kind of relationship that you are thinking about. Do you understand me? So those of you who feel led on by any act of kindness... Be careful. It's not every act of kindness a person is showing to you that is an expression of the fact that he is interested. It's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like that. Okay? And if you are confused, ask. Don't ask what are we. You are still human beings. Let's finish reading the scripture. My, I, I'm as, as I hope you are learning something. Yes, sir. I hope 
I hope it has been beneficial. Yes, sir. Very. Let's go. Rather, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, mm. which is very precious in the sight of God. Gentle and mini. Quiet. Spirit. How many of you have some? Oh. It's coming. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. God. It's coming. It's loading. Work in progress. Yes, sir. You see, if you want to know, if you are not sure, I'll check your relationship with all the people around you. Father, mother, your most annoying sibling. That is the litmus test. That is the litmus test. If you notice you are not passing the test with your most annoying brother, your most annoying friend, your most annoying classmate, know that you have not built it yet. Father, I lack in this area. Help me. That is their personal development. You are building yourself and set yourself up for a beautiful relationship in the future. Because trust me, your spouse is going to be the most annoying person worse than your most annoying brother. Hey! That guy, what's your name? Ajua. That guy that you love you and you stand in front of the altar and say, you make his bride. That guy is the one when he comes, you throw his socks here. Whether it's deliberate or not, it is ancestral. Okay? He will do things that will make not your nerves, so your blood boil. And you still love him. And you won't take a knife and slap him with it. So you start, you start, you start training yourself, okay? Now by watching how you relate with your most annoying brother, the one who does the things that you hate, the one that when you put your food down, he has eaten his own. No? Then go and break your 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 meat into two. Because your husband will do that to you when your food is in the fridge. Your wife will do that to you. Oh, yes. You bought ice cream. You bought two. She gave to her own. She ate her own. Yours is in the fridge. You have told yourself maybe around 9 p.m. You will eat it. By the time you go and open the fridge, will the ice cream be there or not? Only the lady should answer. Will the ice cream be there or not? I really like ice cream. See, he said, it's for us. She forgot that we bought two. I gave you your own. Have you heard her? You see? So, all the preaching I am preaching today, she won't hear that. They won't hear that part. Then there is the most popular one. We are going to buy food. Which one do you want? I want this and that. Me, I am getting this other type. No, I don't like that one. When the food comes, which one will she eat first? See, see, look at her. Look at her. Look at how she is. Be born again in Jesus' name. And what, ladies, is the most annoying thing for a guy. But guys, this is the long suffering. If you cannot stand 
a lady eating your food which she says she doesn't like. <laughs> Don't start a relationship. Otherwise, you slap somebody's daughter. They will do it whether you like it or not. They will do it. They don't even know why. It was a baptism they received from Eve. It will never go. The blood of Jesus will never wash it away. It's not say we beg. It's not about. <laughs> you see how Adele is quiet. She will do it. Leanne will do it. What happened to Angela? <laughs> Let's finish reading it quickly and then we go home. Verse 5. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, Calling him Lord. This is a whole topic, but let me just touch on it and go. As Sarah obeyed, there are some of us here, we hate obedience. We think, oh, because we are in a relationship, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not here to be ordered about. I'm talking to both male and female. If you are a man, and you want to enter a relationship, that girl is your consultant. Your foremost consultant apart from the Holy Spirit. She will tell you what to do. If you are not ready to listen to that woman called a suitable helper, you are not ready for a relationship. Girls, if you are not ready to, be, to listen to instructions and obey from the man that heaven has given to you, Please, start working on your heart for obedience. Because that man is going to instruct you. He will, he will instruct you to cook food that you are not ready to eat, but the family must eat. <laughs> that modern society hates the word submission and obedience does not mean you can bring it into God's kingdom and into marriage that he, God, instituted. Do you understand? You will not be automatically obedient. You must start practicing it now. Have you seen how naturally disobedient you are to mommy? Especially because you have entered university. <laughs> mommy says, get up, go wash the stuff. Mommy, I'll do it. In how many hours later will you go and do it? That is how come most wives are late when husband says we are going somewhere. Mm. It started from there. But if you are the one that says we should go somewhere, you'll be ready before husband. Because the thing is important to you. If you don't work on these things, let me tell you, good character is not a gift from the Holy Spirit. It's a work. It's a fruit. Fruits are worked out. 
you understand me? They had done what? So he said, she obeyed Abraham and called her what? Lord. What's the meaning of the word Lord? Master. Master. That's the word that she old. People say, yeah, old school. Old school is good school. Mira. Tracy. Yes, Mira. Christine, Mira. <laughs> the way she's looking at me, Apostle, better not mention my name. What's Mira? Mira means master. Hi, babes. Yes, master. Wow. Wow. So lovely. But if you don't have that mindset, you can't say it. It doesn't come naturally. You build it when you build the inner person. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Let's go quickly. Time. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and being heirs together of the grace so, of guys, life. So, guys, let me address you first. But it's for all the scripture is for both. Genders. He says, dwell with them with understanding. Other version says, according to knowledge. He's saying the same thing. Know the person. After you have known yourself, build the grace to know. One thing that most human beings lack is the patience to study somebody to know the person for who they are because you want to be understood. But you don't want anyone, you don't want to understand anyone. So when we are arguing, you go like, listen to me. You don't get me. But why won't you also keep quiet and get her? Because you are in a hurry to be proven right. You want to prove yourself right. The patience, the humility to understand. It's a weaker vessel. Some weaker vessels are like fuel tankers. Highly. So understand, the vessel you are with, that the Bible is calling weaker, no? Is it a water tank or a fuel tank? Do you understand? Tracy is not like Casey. Do you understand? Joel is not like Ohimimba. Everybody is unique. Men are not like this. Women are not like that. Stop stereotyping people because of gender. Men are bad. Men are cheat. No. You've not, you've not met me. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Do you understand? You've not met. It's not everybody out there fooling. Not everybody is out there doing what? The unfortunate thing is that the foolish ones are allowed. Do you understand? So that somebody cheated on you does not make men trash. That a, a lady betrayed you does not make women devils. 
feed. You deal with people. And, and most of the time, we fall prey because of our own foolishness. You are blinded to certain flags. But we didn't come to deal with that. Otherwise, we'll prolong the seminar. So, you take your time to learn the art of understanding people. It's a personal development trait. And then, giving honor. There are many guys, because of culture, especially the African culture, we don't know how to honor women. We think that a woman is the one that's supposed to be subservient at all times. Honor. Learn to honor. And start from honoring your sister. Start from honoring your female classmates. It's not, honoring does not mean opening the door. That is a cultural thing, borrowed. But there's a way you can speak to her. The way you can listen to her. There are most of you guys here. Most of you guys develop this from, okay, I don't know which ancestor. But you know how to listen to a woman without listening to her. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying, guys. It's true, it's true. You know how to go to the motion, mm, oh wow, mm, oh, e. yes. but you never heard one thing. <laughs> Tell me I'm telling lies. At what age do you develop that skill? You don't know, but you, you have that skill. Eh? Tell me, you have that skill. When did you develop it? You don't know, but it's there. It's an anointing. <laughs> But it is within that mindset that makes us dishonor. Especially when you are not happy with what she has done. The Bible commands you to honor. So if you don't have an honor code, don't go start a relationship. You are not ready. God commands you to honor because these two things is going to reveal the last statement we are going to read. Do you understand? Yes, sir. So, relationship seminar, relationship seminar, it's not just about, oh, I found a person I like, so, yes, then we are jollying on. No, there are, there are currents, there are winds, there are things that we are going to face if we have not built capacity as individuals and we come together we will fail when the storms of life come. We will fail when the rains come, when the floods come, when the challenges come, and on top of it all, when the devil, who does not want Christian relationships to succeed, shows up. Because we don't have foundation as individuals, we are going to show up. That's how many of you have lost good friends. Heck, many of you have lost destiny helpers. Because destiny helper showed a certain weakness. So you threw that destiny helper to the curbs without realizing that even though they are destiny helpers, they have weaknesses too. But you have not built capacity. Roses have thorns on them. 
no matter how beautiful they are. Your ability to handle the thorns will help you benefit from the beauty of the rose flower. Build capacity. Build your personality. Let's go. And as... No, no, we didn't finish. We are just stopping here because of time. Giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and us being heirs together of we the are grace, heirs together of the grace of life. So we all are inheritors of the grace of life. A man will not inherit more grace than the woman. And then what? That your prayers may not be hindered. So there are things that stop prayers, not Satan, not demons, not principalities, not powers. This is the second time in scripture we see prayers being hindered. The first one is in Malachi chapter 2. And it also referred to men more treating their wives. God told them, I refuse your prayers and your sacrifices because you are dealing treacherously with the wives of your youth. There is a creature on the planet. Riddle, riddle. Riddle. There is a creature on the planet. The way you treat her will determine whether heaven will hear you or not. Which creature is that one? Weefy. That is why if you are not ready, don't be fooled by her calves. Do you understand me? Because when you, when, you, when you start dating her, her calves will not attract you anymore. Let me say something that I say to mar- people who are about to get married. I don't want to go deep and say that because I don't want to arouse many things. But let me say this to you. Young girls, beautiful, nicely shaped. Let me tell you something. It's not your naked body that attracts a man. I like the silence. It's not. Otherwise, beautiful women will never go through divorce. When you get married, you will soon realize that it's not your body that is the attractive factor. Your body was only attraction be- an attraction factor during infatuation and last. But right after a certain period, that thing fizzles out. Now you are left to deal with the person. You realize that what keeps people together is personality, not body features. You don't understand it. Write it down. One day, you remember 23rd September 2023, this statement. One day, when you are married. So, spend time building who you are inside. Do you understand me? Guys, I'm talking to you too. If you get deceived by shape, you'll be truly deceived. I'm not saying physical attraction doesn't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if you premise your whole decision on that, you'll be sorely mistaken. You will be sorry for your life. Because most of you leave good women and go for foolish people. 
just because the person has charm at the time. And charm is what attracted you. All right. Questions? May I get a chair? Yes, please. I want to sit down. Papa Roli, can you coordinate the questions for me? That's fine. <laughs> you said we are not taking what online. They didn't come. <laughs> Guys, let's, let's make it quick, okay? Let's be quick. Ladies first. I'm a gentleman, so ladies first. Or can we do something? We make those with questions do a queue. Yes, simple, simple, simple. And then they ask after the other, like. Yes, yes. Okay, so the queue should be here. The queue should be on that lane. Uh huh. So it's one first gun. Yes, please. Let's go. Okay, so my question is with regards to situations where um, things might not work out as you expected. Like what you were talking about, like if you have disappointments and things like that. Um, my question is, if in situations where things don't go as expected, is it that we are supposed to work on ourselves to attain a level where we don't... Let me get the foundation of the question. When you say things are not working, is it in a scenario where you are in a dating situation not necessarily a romantic relationship any okay. relationship anyway all right let's go so and like relationships with god as well mm -hmm. so is it are we supposed to get to a point where we don't feel sad or disappointed even like despite like anything everything that's going on or we are allowed to feel disappointed it's just that the key is not to dwell on that and let it affect thank you you've answered your own question so <laughs> so <laughs> thank you <laughs> So, so, for the benefit of everybody, we will all face the same situations in life. Okay, Nico, we will all face the same situations in life. Everybody will face challenge or the other. Challenges are meant to build us up. Challenges are meant to make us better. Even if, it, if it's a relationship, okay, I tell people, disagreement is not meant to bring conflict. Disagreement is just a revelation of the fact that we think differently and we approach things differently. It's part of us. If we are always thinking the same, there is going to be a problem. It means that we are not thinking because there's a whole spectrum. It's just that we must agree at the end of the day. All right? So when things don't go our way, you are every, God gave us emotions as a means to express our disappointment. But the key thing is what you said. We're not supposed to dwell there. We're supposed to pick the lessons and get better. All right? So at the end of the day, the betterment, the development, we must be better than we were yesterday. That is the goal. Always, the person you are competing with is the person you used to be. Do you understand me? Write it down in your mind, in your heart. I must be better today than I was yesterday. I must progress a step further than, I, than yesterday regardless of the situation somebody comes into your life 
lives your life. You feel sad. You feel disappointed. You feel angry, dependent on them. What happened? Okay. You quickly pick yourself back. Thank God for the good things that were done. The bad things, good, better, ugly. Father, thank you. Pick the lessons. Move on. Do you understand? All right. Bless you. Okay. Good evening. Bless so you. My, my question Some is, of you, I don't know your name, so mention your first yeah, name. I'm yeah. Jude. You are? Jude. 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 All right. My question is quite simple. So, I just wanted to know, like, after receiving a prophetic word about your helper, like, if she's specifically, be, like, she's been described, like, let's see, a prophet, let but, oh, Charlie, let, let, let me use it for an example. No, like, now, let's say um, a man of God under the um, Spirit has, has actually um, described Tracy to be my wife. Okay? Then, but maybe... More um, So, um, what are the things that maybe I'll do out of ignorance that will make me miss what God has for me and then go for someone else? The first thing is approaching her directly. And first thing, you met, you left that prophetic service, you went straight to her. Hey, the man of God says you're supposed to be my master. Put yourself in her shoes. She will feel awkward. And if she doesn't have that, is it, that is it. You will come. She will tell you no. Straightforward. And that is the end of it. Okay. The second thing is, um, is like the first one. Go into and say, I was in a prophetic service and the man of God prophet. You've seen that prophetic word. You got the prophetic word. You, are you convicted about her? Um, um, I, I don't think you understood me. Like, you make a mistake. So, like, you don't even go to her. Like, you, you don't know the person, but there's, there's a description. But you mess it and maybe go for someone wrong. So you have not met the person, you don't know the person, yeah. but a person has been described to you. Yeah, so like how, how will you be able to decipher what God You has don't need to decipher. Live your life in the course of you are, that you are doing. Don't try to, Father, show me the person. No, 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 no. Live your life in the course of time. The God who gave the word, who will order your steps, will bring it to pass. The, the mistake many people do. I remember there was a situation, a KCF lady woke up one time. <laughs> Paparoli, she woke up, picked the taxi, started going from hotel to hotel. Because she had a dream that a certain man who is supposed to be her husband has come into one of those hotels. So, so, I asked her when she told me, I asked her, what would you have told the man? marry me or i had a dream you were marrying me so the first thing okay relax be as you used to be david is anointed king is told he's going to inherit but he goes back to shepherd the sheep of his pastor he does not change his status he does not move from there to the palace and say let me give you close to the palace he does what he's supposed to be what he was doing and then in the course of time, God creates scenarios that make, brings her to the palace. And he, he still gets kicked out of the palace under death threats. 
he does the same thing that he should do him, and then in the course of time, God fulfills it. We don't help God to fulfill prophecy. The, to summarize, if you try to do anything to help God to fulfill the prophecy, you will miss it. Be as you used to be. On, honor his word. Do what you are doing. God, who watches over his word to perform. You are not the one to watch over God's word to perform it. God will watch over his own word. So he will lead you. Alright? Okay. Um, hi. <laughs> um, um, so, please. My question, my question, I feel like a lot of us will really relate, right? Me personally, I do. So, um, so, so, it, it tends to happen a lot here in school that you're in a group and maybe, as you said, like maybe a group member is not pulling their weight so they are frustrating you. Right? And like, let's say, maybe my close friend is Joel, right? And I've come to Joel and I'm, I'm just talking to him about my frustration in the group. In that case, Maybe like I'll be speaking to John and I'll be like, oh, so so and so group member, he's not doing his work, he's doing this every time, group meeting is coming late, you know. Like when you are when um in such a scenario I'm expressing my frustration to Joel, it may seem like I'm bad mouthing my group mate. So and I mean that thing happens a lot. Exactly. It happens a lot. Exactly. Is that classified as gossip or something you should not do so maybe if you are frustrated that's enough for him i love the question <laughs> mr president your question is very intelligent and and it that is not just in school it happens in every group dynamics there are certain things we call group dynamics it shows up in every scenario you find people who lag behind or loaf off and create problems now talking about them becomes awkward because it seems as if you are gossiping. This is how you approach it. The first thing you should not do is to complain to one person because maybe that person has also recognized it, okay, and is developing bad feelings towards the, the non-performing part, uh, group uh, member, all right? And so your, your complaint is going to give credence to a certain bad mindset. What is going to happen is that unknowingly, you will form a mindset against that person. Alright? The best thing to do is to call the person. People behave... Yes, there are people who are outright lazy. Be rescued from that. The best thing to do is that the two of you who have recognized this, if it is within your power, knowing and you know the person that if you speak to the person, the person will listen. The two of you approach the person. Okay. Oh, Joel, this is our brother. He is not pulling up his weight. I think he's, he needs help. Let's talk to him and find out what we can do to help him to pull his weight. That is the best approach. So once you have agreed, you approach your brother or whoever the group member is and say, look, this is what we've realized. What seems to be the problem? Let the person talk. 50% of the time, the person may lie because of self-defense and pride. But that is where you bring tough love and you tell that, look, it's a group work. 
you have become the weaker link. If you fail us, we are getting C. We don't want to get a C. You don't want to get a C. What can we do to help? Is there a challenge? And then if you do that, you have, you, you have helped the person. You have reshaped the mindset of the person because some people, they behave like that and they don't even know that that's how they are behaving. It's an attitude. No, there are some of you, nobody wants you in their group. Not because we are born, but because, yes, there are people who are not good in a particular subject, but they are good group members. They are not good in the subject, but they are lovely to work with because they are contributing. They are, there are some people, they are like, blah, be rescued. So such a person, the two of you recognize that you talk. You don't say, this person is not doing it like the way you are. No, that one is gossip. Gossip is gossip. Uh, a spade is not a big spoon. It's a spade. Do you understand me? So there is a right approach. I learned this from my first boss, um, Mr. Kofi Bento. He was the lecturer for competitive strategy. He used to tell me that, spirit, there is a right way to do everything. And that statement has stayed with me all my life. There is a right way to do everything. So there is a right way to complain. Oh, see, this our group member doesn't seem to be um, pulling his weight. What can we do to help? When you approach it that way, you help the person. You are not an, if not offended. Can we practice that? All right. God bless you. My name is Charlene, right? And I have two questions. Please, my name is Charlene, and I have two questions. Wow. So, so the first one is that, how do you forgive someone? Marlene, do your mic like this. Uh huh. Okay. It's not multi-dimensional, so. Okay. So my question is, how do you? Forgive is what mic working? Please hit the mic. Let me see. One, two. <laughs> so, hello. Okay. So my question is, how do you forgive someone when, like, you don't want to interact with the person? Like, you are trying to forgive the person without interacting because you don't want the case of interaction. Okay. When I was growing up, but you said the online people didn't come. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, I'll come there very soon. All right. When I was growing up, I used to read about this matter, forgive and forget. But I realized that forgetting this mind does it for me as a person. I can I remember things that happened when I was in crash. I told my dad what happened the first day he took me to school. And he was shocked. I told him. I remember, the only thing is that I don't remember most of the things that Ezra taught. <laughs> I don't know why. But my mind remembers things. So if you do something to me, I know how to forgive. God has taught me that. But forgetting, I always remember the scenario. My mind remembers it like, all right, how do you forgive 
without maintaining the kind of relationship you used to have. Forgiveness and love is obligatory. Relationship is a choice. We are commanded to forgive. We are commanded to love. I can love you so much, but I don't want to have anything to do with you. It's a choice. There are many Christians on the road who are children of God, who love God. You don't know them. And you don't hate them, but you are living your life. Is that not so? Good. The way you do that is by first of all, this is how you forgive. You go to God and you say, Father, so and so has done this against me. I am pained. I am hurt. I am broken. I'm disappointed. Lord, heal my heart. I let go. I forgive. This prayer, you don't pray it once. You don't pray it twice. You pray until when you see the person, the memory of the person's act does not bring any bitterness and palpitation in your heart. Then you know you are forgiven. So, the memory which will still be there does not incite anger, vengeance, anything. If you greet me, I'll respond. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. But that relationship is a choice. I will not allow you in my space again. However, don't do that on the premise of I don't want to be hurt again. I like the reactions I'm getting. Because interpersonal relationship in this kingdom is a must. The person that you are cutting off, if heaven, in heaven's book, you must not cut the person off and you cut the person off, you have cut off your life partner. When I say your life, and I'm not going to say your spouse or I'm talking about, you don't know when you will need a person's help. And so, in trying to maintain your peace, which is what we are looking for, make sure that heaven, there is not a single person in my life that I let go without heaven's involvement. I, will, I trouble heaven before I tell myself, okay, you, I won't mind you again. Do you understand me? Because then it is God. Let, let me give you an example in the Bible. You see Paul and Barnabas argue about John Mark to the point that they separated. Is that not so? Did you ever see Paul write against Barnabas from that day? Ever. They didn't relate. But later on, the same John Mark that Barnabas was said, let's uh, allow him to work with us. Paul said, he's now beneficial to me. Bring him. Do you know why Paul could say that? Because there was no bad blood. So later on, the relationship was mended. If you cut off, I'm forgiving you. I don't want to have anything to do because I don't, you are not trustworthy. You may miss out. 
you can cut off silently without more treating the person whilst you are healing because it's not every forgiveness it's not healing process every healing process that is instant some wounds take time so whilst you are you can maintain your distance but don't do it as and make the person feel like trash then you are not forgiving because the the purpose of forgiveness is to cut out the advantage of satan and to manifest the love of god have i answered you are you sure you understand all the english i said summarize it to me in 30 seconds so basically what i got from it is that i shouldn't cut off the person with the intent of not being with the intention of not being heard but rather because i want my peace. Yeah. <laughs> peace doesn't come from cutting off people. Peace comes from Jesus. Cutting off people, okay, is to help you to heal. When I cut people off, it, it is because I don't want, by God's instruction, their actions, which they have not repented of, Keyword, they have not. If the person has repented, why do you want to cut the person off? The person has not repented. If the person has not repented, how do you know? Didn't the person say sorry? No. Fine. Number one. Number two. Isn't the person showing by action? No. Good. Then you can withdraw and pray the prayers I've been telling you. Please, the issue is this. Don't keep bitterness and vengeance in your heart. You will miss out on God's blessings. Do you understand me? The issue is about you and Jesus, not you and the person. So if there is any iota of bitterness, vengeful thoughts, it means you have not forgiven. Whether the person has said sorry or not. If somebody does something to me and one day I meet a person and I and like by all means you remember some of the things, but my heart started beating. I quickly leave. I go to go, Father, I thought I had forgiven. Lord, I let go. I forgive. Satan, you will not use this matter as a problem against this person. It is between me and God and this person. You devil, you have no right in this matter. Satan must never have an advantage. Okay, sometimes, sometimes you must call the person and talk to the person. Dependent on the scenario. Okay, it is, sometimes the person has not repented because the person doesn't even know that what they have done against you is that bad. Warranting an apology. Until you see the person and say, Master, this and that and that is what you did. And I'm really hurt by that. I wasn't expecting that from you. I said, oh, sorry. Sometimes the person will explain. But it's not the explanation you are looking for. It's the apology you are looking for. And sometimes when you talk to somebody, you realize that, oh, the person cried. He didn't really intend that hurt. Or the person intended it, but he's now sorry. Because you talked to the person. Can we talk to the person? 
God bless you. I'm happy you said yes, please. Okay, um, I have two questions. Yes, sorry. please. Hopefully, I won't talk plenty. Let's go. So, the first one, oh, sorry, my name is Kenneth. Kenneth. Yes. So, the first question is, is it necessary to be friends with everyone around you? No. Why? Because not everybody is going where you are going. And not every friendship... Let me rephrase. So Because I'm not answering only you. There are many people here. So let me... Re- and people are watching online. Be nice to everybody. Be what? Be respectful to everybody. But when it comes to friendships, okay, choose your friendships. Not every Christian must be your friend because not everybody is going your direction. There are people who are well-meaning but Jesus has now started working on them. And their state as it is now will destroy you. Either they will influence you negatively or they will hurt you. Because they have not, they are not yet developed. Some people will be better friends tomorrow. Have you realized that there are people in your secondary school they were not friends with you? It is when you graduated and later on you met and then you became good friends. But if you had become friends in secondary school, you'd have fought because the person was obnoxious. Is that not? Have you seen met people like that? Uh huh. So there is a right time for some friendships. Because of scenarios and cycles. Some people don't understand you. There are some friends you have now. They, they backbite. They insult you. They are not beneficial to you. But you wanted their company because you saw something good in them. But they saw bad in you. And you'd have had peace if you had not started a friendship. So yes, you are not supposed to be... Sorry. So no, you are not supposed to be friends with everybody. My second question is, is it wrong to decide the specific person you want to be in a relationship with? No, it is not wrong. It is about setting goals. But it is wrong to insist that... Ask your question again. Is it wrong to decide the specific person you want specific to be in a relationship with? Specific person. As in, please, what's your name? What's your name? Patience. Yvette. Lord, I want Ida. Nenekia. Patience. Yvette. Or Angela. Or Father, I want only Angela. Yeah, like I only want. Yeah, like a specific person. Yes and no. Yes, if God, and I'm saying this advisedly, has beyond conviction, like the first gentleman's word, prophecy, this, even with, I'll be careful with that one, everything, this is the one you are supposed to be. Then you can start praying, Father, direct our hearts. But if it's a personal infatuation, this thing, something, something, no. Because Witchcraft is real. 
witchcraft being your own witchcraft. When you set your eyes on somebody that this is the one I like, you start behaving like a witch. You start pulling strings. You start manipulating circumstances. Your mind will, will make you do things to manipulate the person to like you. You will manifest witchcraft as a fruit of the flesh. And then one day, when you see that the package that I thought is awesome has foolishness, you will disappoint her. That is how many people have wasted people's lives. And they go like, I thought you were an angel. Did you ever see angels eating fufu and kobe soup? So, no. What you do, what you do, you can have a specific type of person. In other words, I want a Christian lady who is God-fearing, who is submissive, who is, who is maturing and is ready to face life with me, ready to learn with me. Specific descriptions. We don't marry human beings, persons. We don't marry persons. We marry God's purpose. Write it down. You don't understand. Don't shout deep because you don't understand. One day you will understand when you grow. Do you understand me? We marry purpose. Now, when you state the specifics of the person you want to be with, you, you are defining that based on where you know you are going in life. Do you understand me? Because if she is going the opposite direction, and you said this is the one, I, there is no way she's going to be submissive to your vision. She will not bring her mission under your mission. So her mission will not be sub to yours. I said, don't say deep. <laughs> Do you understand me? A woman is like an investor. She's a suitable helper. She's been given specific graces to help a specific man accomplish God's purpose. So you are married to God's purpose. That woman is not fit for you if her graces is not meant for the purpose God gave you to fulfill. She will fight you. For instance, not every woman is meant to marry a man of God. I know a woman who is divorcing her husband because the man is now becoming a pastor. The woman says, when I was getting married to you, we never discussed that you become a man of God. I don't want a man of God. I can't deal. And the woman is in court looking for divorce. Because some women pastors are not just for the when we close from church there are ladies, I want to see pastor pastor I want a hug, pastor I'm emotional pastor I'm this, I am that some ladies say my, my husband is for me a room why is he be hugging, hugging my husband like that Master, some of you are jealous like that, is that not so oh ladies you are not minding me The way some of you worry Papa Roli. Imagine you are his wife. 
will you will you will you tolerate it? Will you tolerate it? You won't tolerate it. Because not everybody of you, you understand. So you you can define the specifics of the type, but don't put your eye on this lady. Because number two, the lady has feelings too and has preferences. You may not be his her preference. So when you put your eyes on her, Father, I want this one. And she too, she wants. Like the example I cited when I was uh, talking, that you want her, but she wants your best friend. What are you going to do? You do understand? So it's wrong to set your eyes on one person, otherwise you become a witch. And the answer goes for both guys and ladies. Do you understand me? That doesn't mean that if you like somebody, don't go to God and say, Father, you know, I really like this one. Talk to me about this one. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't use your emotions and things to manipulate anybody to want you. All right? Are you answered? Bless you. you. Um, okay. Um, so I have a question in relation to um, soul wounds, like specifically bitterness. Right? And is it okay if like, I confess something? Yeah. So. Um, there's someone, right? May and I get water? Do you have active? Thank you. You came to church with active water. Is it your own? Charlene. Charlene, you will live long. You will prosper. The Lord will satisfy you with the best. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Yes, please talk to me. Yeah, so um, there's someone, right? And the person, like, offended me, basically. Yeah, and, like, I was really hurt, like, because I really love the person. But, oh, relax. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's like every time I forgive the person and, like, Maybe we patch up small. The person does it again, right? And the person keeps on doing it, so it keeps on like hurting me, right? I need one more. This will not be enough. Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So basically, like I've really been hurt, right? And I know that like I have to let go of it because it's like it's affecting every area of my life. And scripture commands us to like forgive a neighbor and all of that and like i really want to do that but it's it's like whenever i say god i've forgiven the person it's like in my heart like i've actually not forgiven the person like when i close my eyes cry i just imagine <laughs> the person. so you don't tell god i have forgiven the person i i i, I taught you how to forgive do that you 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 find how easy it is father i am offended i am hurt Tell God how you feel. It's not your mind that got offended. It's your heart. Do you understand? And your heart is the one that is wounded, not your mind. Most people go like, okay, I'm forgiven. What you are doing is that you are using your mind to sweep the matter under the carpet. The carpet does not heal. Time is not a healer. Contrary to what many people say, 
time is not a healer. Jesus is the healer of the heart. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, amongst many things, he has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted. It is only the anointing of Christ Jesus that heals the heart. Not time. Time numbs its situation. Time is a revealer. It makes you see perspective. But time doesn't heal. Only Jesus heals. There was a situation where a woman came to my office. Okay? She was bitter against somebody. And the man of God told the person, Mommy, there is bitterness in your heart. He said, no. You are bitter. He said, no. They brought the person to my office. I said, Mommy, it's okay. I'll deal with it. I said, Mommy, what the man of God is saying is true. You are bitter. Some years ago, the Lord is telling me, a lady helped you, was training you to become a woman of God, da, da, da. and then all of a sudden, this is an ugly woman with gray hair. She burst for crying like a baby in front of me. Then she started telling me, this happened over 20 years ago. The woman who was helping her to become a Christian, the woman just cut off from her. She met the lady in the U.S., the woman sacked there again. She wept. And then she was like, I thought I had forgiven. I said, mommy, you use your mind to say, okay, it's nothing. But your heart has never been healed. So this is how we forgive. You go to God. I'm saying it again. You go to God. Father, this situation, this person has done this. I am hurt. I am wounded. I'm disappointed. It's bashing me. Heal my heart, oh Lord. I let go. Help me to forgive. I let go. Mention the person. I pray for this person. Whatever made the person to hurt me, Lord, forgive him. As I let go, I forgive. I let go. And I'm saying you don't pray it once. You don't pray twice. You can pray for one year. Dependent on the, the scenario, the circumstance. Because some wounds are deep. You can get hurt on your leg. It can heal in two days. You can get hurt on your leg. It can heal in one year. If it's a bone problem, it's going to take a longer time. Some situations can cut deep like that. So you keep praying until one day you realize, and, and this is what happens. When you start praying that prayer from the first day, you will notice when you start praying, the burden starts lifting. The, the anger starts dissipating because God is going to deal with the anger. Because you have truly come to him. Do you understand me? That's how we forgive. We don't forgive by telling ourselves, okay, I've forgiven. No, you haven't. It's your mind at work now. When you go to God and say, Lord, this situation, I let go. Heal my heart. I let go. Forgive me. Even whilst you are forgiving the person, you are asking God to also forgive you. Do you know why? Because you too have offended God. And you have also offended some people. And the people have not come to tell you yet. Do you understand? That's how we let go. And when you do this consistently, you see that the time will come. Your mind will still remember, but your heart has no remorse, no regrets, no pain, no bitterness. Then you know that I've crossed the line. I'm free. Okay? Sometimes it is important when you know that you are struggling to pray that prayer, to see your senior pastor or your shepherd and say, look, I'm struggling with this area. Help me. Because Sometimes, dependent on the wound that is created, a demon has taken over. So you need a senior, somebody that is senior 
in the Lord to break that hold and release your heart for you. Sometimes too, just by talking about it, okay, those of you who make yourself kangpe, odeshi, you keep things. You, get, you pray about it, but you keep, you don't talk. Sometimes a therapy, oh, Charlie, this person did this against me. I'm trying to forgive, but it's difficult. As you are talking, sometimes you may be best forth crying. It's therapy. It is an outlet. It helps. But some of you, you don't talk to anybody. Some of you are walking time bombs. And so the next person who does that to you, you will explode on the person because you have kept your disappointment and wounds to yourself for over the years. You don't talk to anybody about your disappointment. And they are all iniquities in the heart. Sometimes talk to somebody. Talk about your disappointment. Talk about how you were betrayed. Not to create vengeance or bad name for the person who offended you, but to help you let go. It's part of the process. Okay? God bless you. I have a second yes. question. So, in relation to that, right, like, let's say, like, if you are hurt, like, does it mean that, like, you shouldn't, you know, like, get into a relationship because of that? If the hurt is a relationship hurt, most counselors, including myself, will tell you that make sure you heal have you read the statement before? Heal before you enter another relationship. Otherwise, you bleed on who didn't cut you. If you don't heal before you enter the next relationship, what you are going to do is that you are going to enter this new relationship with the pain of the former relationship and you are going to suspect this new person with the actions of the. So when the person sneezes like the other person, this is what the other person did and hurt me. You are going to see the person from that lens of pain and you will not trust. So you are going to make the other new party suffer unduly for what the, somebody did to you. So it is imperative to heal first. Please, when, let me say this to everybody. Stop doing rebound. When when there is a breakup, okay, give yourself time to heal. One. Two, give yourself time to do a retrospection and an introspection. Retrospection, taking a look back at what happened, gleaning the lessons, what went right, what went wrong. Lessons. Introspection, studying yourself. What did I do to contribute to this? What could I have done better? Aside the healing portion. Because you want to enter the next level a better person. Do you understand me? You want to be a better person. So you don't put all the blame on the other party who hurt you. There are certain actions of yours, obviously, that contributed to it. So you learn from it. That is by introspection. And you look at retrospection. What could I have avoided? What could what did I learn? What did I not learn? So that somebody may might have hurt you, but you should be so bold 
and, and, and heal to be able to say, well, this person did this for me. This person was good to me in this area. This the fact that the person has hurt you and is gone does not mean that the person was a demon outright. It is when you have truly forgiven that you can praise somebody who has even hurt you for the good things the person did. Do you understand me? Because, yes, people will hurt you, but it doesn't mean that they are demons. Children of God will hurt you. God loves them. The fact that they have hurt you does not mean that God hates them all of a sudden. Do you understand? So it is good to heal. If you don't heal, you will, you will be bleeding on so many people. Alright? Take your time to enter a relationship. If Jesus has not come, if Jesus come, no relationship on earth will be as relevant. If he doesn't come, there is time. The best woman has not been taken. The best man has not been taken. Do you understand? The best has not been taken. God has a million people better than the one that has left you. God is never handicapped in terms of substitution. Okay? All right. Thank you. I just have one question. And um, I don't. I hope it makes sense as I'm asking this, but I'm wondering if there's only like one person, like one partner for each person, because people talk about how they've received the prophecy that this is the person they're going to marry. Like some people say they are supposed to marry this person, right? So I'm just wondering if there's truly like one person for each person because for me i've always been of the mind that like you have there's no we don't i don't have a soulmate i have people who i can select from because we all have <laughs> like because we have free will right if let's say they are saying um tracy's supposed to marry this person but tracy says no is that like the end for that person i don't know if my question is making uh, it makes sense it makes sense. Like, clap for her. I like your question. I agree with you. There is, like I said earlier on, there is not one person for, specific person for everybody. There are vessels suitable for everybody. Not a specific person. What I mean by vessels is this. I told you that we marry God's mind, God's purpose, God's choice, not a human being. So, you may hear a prophecy that marry this person. In the prophecy, what God is doing is that he's telling you that I've chosen this one for you. However, you are right. We have free will. You can decide, I don't like. I don't like. And you go and reason together with God. I don't like this person because of A, B, and C. There are consequences in disobeying God, especially if it is an accurate word and if it is truly God's word and not be, you are not being manipulated by that prophet or anybody. Do you understand me? Now, if you say no, the person has not lost out on God's purpose. Like I just said, God has a million substitutes. It is you that don't like. God can pick another person and say, you go to this person because 
Now, what, what it simply means that if God said, marry this person, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about fake manipulation, it means that God has put a place a grace on you for, to help this person as a suitable helper. If you say you don't like, what God will do, and you're so child of God, God doesn't hate you. What God will do is that, that what he gave you for that person, he will pick it and give it to this person. And then they will flow. And then you, since you still love God, okay, you're still hoping that God will give you something good. You like this person. You agree. God puts a, a grace to fit that person's, the purpose he gave to that person. You move. You are fine. So, this is why God told the Israelite, don't marry outside Israel. Marry from amongst you. Because why? From amongst you, I have sanctified you people for each other. Do you, do, you, do you get it? So, you can choose from people, but in their choosing, let God be the leading factor. Alright? Because not every good vessel is your vessel. You didn't hear me. Not every good woman is your woman. Not every good man is your man. There are good things that can hurt you. Do you know that? Somebody can eat kenke and enjoy it. Somebody by eating kenke will activate an allergy that will hurt the person. It doesn't make kenke bad. It means that that person's system, do you know that your blood group actually determines what food is good for you? You don't know. Your blood group. There are certain, some of you have allergies because of the kind of food you eat. If you stop that kind of food because of your blood group, that allergy will stop. It doesn't make the food bad. It simply means that because of your blood group, it doesn't work well for you. All right? So you are right. We have free will. Don't, however, don't be led by your free will. Be led by the, the, the counsel of God. Otherwise, by your free will, you will marry a witch. You will marry the one that is... That is how many people get disappointed and keep saying, I thought you were an angel. I thought you were the right person for me. You didn't allow God to lead you. Because sometimes our prescription of what is right is based on the infatuations and the information we have right now. But God who sees tomorrow will tell that this person will disappoint you tomorrow. So don't go for the person. All right? Bless you. Thank you. Okay, Apostle. My name is Ayeye. I want to know how, as Christians, we are supposed to approach... I want to know how we are supposed to approach cheating in relationships. Whether cheating in relationships, whether we're supposed to forgive and move on. Or like at the instance you hear, you hear of someone cheating, just jackpot, like you just leave the you just you just leave the relationship. In terms Wait, of because like, of because of time I won't go into the scripture. But one but somebody came to Jesus, a group of people came to Jesus wanting to tempt him. They gave him a scenario. About marriage, they asked him, "Can a man divorce his wife for any reason?" And Jesus said, "No." 
He gave them an answer. Then they asked, why then did Moses give permission for people to divorce and give a certificate of divorce? Then Jesus says, because of the hardness of your heart, but in the beginning, it was not so. What Jesus is trying to establish is this. Forgiveness is God's way out. Nothing on this earth cannot be forgiven. Cheating. I have a personal theory. You may, you may not like it because of your level of maturity. I have a theory. Cheating is just a person sharing his body part with somebody else. It's no big deal. If God, if God were to hold you by that standard, none of us would survive. James says, was it James? He says, do you not know that friendship with this world, let me use my normal English, makes you an enemy of God. Tell me, how many of you have maintained consistent friendship with God this past week in prayer and in Bible studies one hour a day? Talk to me. Lift up your hand. The same standard. Your boyfriend, you caught your boyfriend spending time with some girl. Is that not so? So he's cheating. God caught you how many times this week? Spending time with Netflix. Spending time fornicating. Spending time. Should he forgive you? Should he forgive you? Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. How do you approach cheating? Let go. If you want the relationship, work at it. Hold the person's hand. Go to a counselor. Go to a pastor. Deal with the situation and deal with the mindset that brought the cheating. But none of you are, none of you all are ready for that conversation. So, I'll tell you. Forgive and let go and break up and live your life. But the right thing to do, if, for instance, if the relationship is really from God, let me tell you, the things that fight people to do what they do, if they fight you, will you stand? Most of you and most of us Christians, like I started, you've not built capacity to be merciful to people's weaknesses. I told somebody, if I catch my wife, I come from home, I catch a man on top of my wife. I'll go like, hey boy, what are going? What you are doing? Is it right? Master, pack your things and go. Your boxes are not nice. Go. <laughs> and when you go, madam, what happened? What led to this? What 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 was wrong? Is it something about is it me? What is it? let's talk? Simple. He me his body, his flesh. Emotional. Emotional. 
I told you there is a man who has keys to your heart. He's called Jesus. How many times have you emotionally cheated on Jesus Christ? There is, see, if you put your, maybe the answer I'm giving is not the typical answer that I should give. But that is the typical answer I will give. Because I want to deal with your mindset. I don't like the worldly answer. There's an answer I can give you that will make all of you clap for me. That's not the answer I will give you. I'll give you the answer for the kingdom. The kingdom says, Father, forgive me my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. And he didn't define what kind of sin. Every sin. Whether it's emotional, psychological, physical. As I forgive, so forgive me. In other words, if I don't forgive, then don't forgive me. Do you get it? This is the standard of the kingdom. Now, let me be practical with you. Emotional cheating, this is what you do. You still talk to the person. Seek counseling. But go to God first. Lord, this person has hurt me. I trusted that we are together. But you see, the other side of it is that when it comes to relationship, God is a judge. And the one who is cheating has a punishment from God coming. You people. I need the second one. Eh? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me help you, small. Let me answer the way you want me to answer. Another one, another question. So, how will you relate with someone without leading the person on? I. How do you? You want to you want to add something to the question whilst I'm thinking about how to answer her. Wow. Also, today, like in these recent recent times, like if you relate with a lady in a nice way, it seems oh like this guy is trying to get to me, he's shooting his shot. Meanwhile, I mean you're just trying to be nice and loving as you know that God wants to be. But usually, let's say um, you are in class and then your seat is the only comfortable seat or that's the, and you get her for someone to say, she'll be like, hey, you are doing the most. Like, you don't really, you don't really have to do that, right? And so, like, how do you actually be nice, be loving? Papa Roli, I thought these people are being Christians. So what Ayayi and Adoma are saying is happening. Aidan, with a question. Yeah, so I'm saying that, like, it's easy for people to think that, like, how do you show love without others thinking that you are trying to, yeah get into a sort of romantic relationship with them.
the f- let, let me answer from this angle. The way people think, you can really not do much about it. But it comes by being careful. There are some people, because of lack of exposure, certain actions are read a certain way. There are people, because of exposure, they read certain things a certain way. And then the third category, there are some people, some actions speaks to their love language. So certain things that is done for them means you are expressing the kind of love they expect their romantic partner to express to them. So when it comes from you, you are dialing some numbers for them. And so without your intention, they see it that way. So that's why like, you are doing the most comes in. All right. But being nice is a human thing. Being nice is a kingdom thing. It's a Christian thing. It's the right thing to do. However, there are diverse categories of people around there. Many people are mad. Not everybody is working on the street. And so, there is somebody who is desperate for a relationship already. And so, we'll read your actions. I'll give you an example. There was a lady that was a junior back in secondary school. I didn't know her, but she knew me because I was in SU. I was an SU prayer leader, and many people knew me because of what God was using me for. Fast forward, I start at Chelsea. I'm in second year. I start KCF. I used to organize a lot of excursions on campus. Like from time to time, I just gather students who go to Tagbo Falls, who go to Elmi, who go to Cape Coast, who Beach. I used to do that a lot. So I actually was at Laboni. So I pick a car from airport to 37, then 37 to Laboni. All right. So there was this day, I think I had closed from school. I got to 37, about to enter a taxi for airport. And then this lady sees me and calls me, hi, and mentions my name. I said, how do you know me? I, I have not said, oh, you were my senior back in secondary school, mentions when you are the SU prayer leader, da, 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 da. I said, oh, really? Nice. You, you actually know me. So we exchanged numbers. And then I think some months ago passed, and then I'm about to, I'm organizing um, this excursion is those huge buses, the sister sister or something. Okay, people have failed, and then there's still space. So I remember her and I said, "Oh, I sent a message. We are I'm organizing an excursion to Tagbo Falls. No, not Tagbo Falls. There was another falls. Let's if you are free, you can join us. Let's go. It was for KCF, but it was open to the school." And then, after one hour, I get a test message from her. Give me ten reasons why you want to go out with me. (laughs) 
at that time, at that time, I was still being refined. I was in Ashesi's second year. I got angry instantly and wrote 10 insults. Why she's a fool. Insults that I don't, I'm not proud of today. I insulted her. 10, ten sentences. I sent it to her and deleted her number. The next time she saw me at that station, she changed the route. Because I had no intention. I wasn't interested in a relationship. It was just an invite. And other people invited some people, they came. There are people who see things the way they do. Now I know better. I won't, I won't send 10 insults. I just tell her, oh, it's not about dating you. I'm not interested. It's just nice being, okay. How do you relate to people without leading them on? Don't do things that are extreme in their eyes. Know your friends. Oh, I am free this weekend. Come and cook jollof for me. As a friend. No, we don't do that. Set boundaries. Ayayi is answering herself. Set boundaries. Some hugs don't do. Some hugs, hugging for more than one minute, don't do. Some of you do it. Your mind is pure. The other person, you are leading him on. The question is, how do I relate without leading on? I'm telling you, some people read things certain way in a stream. You started, A. Hey, I'm telling you, some people, their love language is touch and hugs. Words of affirmation. Oh, your hair is nice. Oh, you, you are the, the only person who always notices when the person changes clothes, changes hair, changes hair, and every day you comment. Hey, this your picture is nice, so hey, this uh, oh, let's go and watch a movie. Stop it. You are leading the person on. You are not the person. If you are not interested, stop leading a person on. And the other things that you yourself you know you do. Am I have I answered you? The the, the simple answer is this. Is this okay? <laughs> the simple answer is this okay. Read everybody around you and know there are some things don't do don't cross some lines there are some conversations don't have there are some gifts don't give there are some text messages don't send there are some movies don't go and watch together there are some gestures Walking down the cold streets to the hostel. Leroy, you see how your hair is on hair? 
Eh? I'm not saying she'll catch feelings so. But sometimes, those are the things. We sit down. Give me your hand. Then, once we are seated, then you are holding a hand, playing you are... He, he likes that. I've had a lot of situations. Not your fault. Most of you young guys, okay, you are just naive. Like he, uh, Adam said, you are just being nice. You are be uh, there was a guy. He was in KCF. He was the pro program's leader. He, he, he likes cooking. So he would gather the girls and cook. And he was a good cook. His relationship break up on those lines. Yes. Because the girl was like, how can you be cooking every day? You are cooking for everybody. That was his. You say what? I can't hear you. Ah. Why is he doing that? That is him. Forgive me for mentioning this person's name. But Shamo. Shamo is like that. Your boy Shamo. Very nice guy. Be nice. I said, look. You can't be overly nice like that. Without letting the girl think that you are not interested. You see. You see. Maybe you. That's why I say everybody is different. Maybe you. That is a mindset. Oh, he's doing it for everybody, so it's not a big deal. But somebody, he's doing it for everybody. This guy is the one I like. And so why is the one that he's doing it to me? He's telling me something. Let me also respond. That is what makes some of you date people in, the, in your mind. So the next time you see that he is doing, being nice to somebody, then your heart be, gets sad. Why is he being nice on this game? Then one day, so every day you are being, so what are we? You are classmates. Okay. Uh, are you answered? Are you answered? I'm not saying don't be nice. I keep, I insist, be nice, but don't cross some boundaries. It is her birthday. Don't buy the chocolatey things and all those romantic things. Money flowers. You can't give money bouquet to the girl and, and not let her think that you are not. Or anybody has had enough today. <laughs> Are we done? Hey, more questions. You don't want me to go home. I'm not eating the whole day. You didn't even prepare for and cook soup for me. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Hello. And um, please, this question is a bit complicated. A little. So if you are between, I said it's a little, a little bit complicated. If you are between two couples. If you are between. If you are between two couples, let's say they are your friends or your parents, and they are older, and you realize that they've had issues for so many years, but then they don't want to solve it, 
and they pretend it's not an issue, but then when you speak with either party, you realize the harm is doing to them. Assuming you already have a favorite among the two, and you think which you shouldn't do. <laughs> okay, but assuming you do already, and you think you know who is right and who is wrong, how do you should you even address the issue one, and how do you do it respectfully? Because they are, as I said, they are older. So how do you do it respectfully, and how do you make your your biases that not come in? How you are going to like, talk with them to let them know it's something they need to address? I don't know whether the question makes sense. If it is parent, it's very dicey. If it is not your parent, it's just friends. Mm older friends but in both cases this is what you will do you can have separate sessions with each person because you've had the opportunity to hear from both sides and at that point in time you are going to have to be very very tactful in throwing away your biases that you have towards their favorite and first of all pray see God's wisdom if you notice that it's beyond you, let a senior person deal with it. But this is what you do. If it's parent, you take the erring one, the one that is at fault, out on a dinner or something. Okay? And then you express love and appreciation towards the, him or her, the erring one. And then you let, you bring out your observation that Maybe it's daddy that is misbehaving. Daddy, you've been a wonderful father and everything. But I've been seeing from a distance. You know I'm growing. And as I grow, I've been thinking about relationship. And I see you and mommy. But I must confess that there are some things that I have noticed that I'm not too excited about. And because I'm gunning for a relationship, I would wish that you would solve so that it would make them really. Is there something that mommy has done? Is there something you are not happy about? So you give the person the opportunity to express their misgivings, even though you know their story. And when it's done, you let daddy know that, look, can we forgive and go back to mommy or your and do this and do that and do that? And trust me, I'm going to talk to mommy about what you say you don't like. So that you also, and then you meet the the offended one, do same, and then get them to talk. I've done this to the glory of God for practically for five couple, five families of KCF members, and today all those marriages have been healed to the glory of God. There is a right way to do everything. Don't let your biases show. As soon as your bias come in, you will, if you don't take care, the marriage will come to divorce. Do you understand me? Most parents who don't want to talk about their issues is because they are tired of each other. In their mind, they are already divorced. They are just enduring the rest of the relationship because of their children. So at that point, it needs God's intervention. It needs the intervention of a, of a senior man of God.
to put them together and idea. And most of the time, is most of the time, I'm saying most of the time because of where I'm coming from, it has a spiritual underpinnings that must be dealt with. Do you understand? And then the uh, therapy of conversation can come in. All right. But if you are here, don't take sides, especially with your parents. Pray for the two of them. Okay. All right. Okay, so my question is with communication in groups. So just a backstory. Last semester, I was in a group with some students, and two of them are very close. So what happened? Close. Okay. Yes. So what happens is that sometimes they don't communicate with the rest of the group. And they end up doing a lot of work by themselves. So it's sort of what's left is something small. So it's, it seemed to me like I wasn't doing much in the group. And in fact, at the end of the day, it affected me for that course. So what I want to ask is how can we ensure that although we may have some friends in groups, we still make sure that we communicate nicely with everybody in the group. I like your question. Clap for him. Group dynamics reveal a lot when it comes to relationship. Unfortunately, I am not talking to the whole Ashesi students. I'm not talking to all of your classmates. Ashesi will not invite me for your leadership courses. (laughs) <laughs> okay I'm talking to and even case you have look at the number that came for this seminar today alright so what I'm going to say well may help those of you here the standards of the kingdom cut across everything what makes you a good Christian makes you a good individual makes you a good citizen, makes you a good group member. Okay. In every group, there are people who like, who know each other and like to associate. Even in this fellowship, there are what we call cliques. Okay. Even among the executives, even though I've not had meetings with you, I know already cliques has formed. There are cliques. The reason why I hate cliques is that it, it creates enmity very soon because this clique will start criticizing that clique. There's going to be, very soon, there's going to be backbiting. Very soon, there's going to be omissions. And these things always bring bad blood all the time in God's kingdom. I've seen it in churches. I've seen it. In, I've seen it everywhere. What you want to do deliberately? This one is not about what should. It's a deliberate thing. If it is a group, we are working. Know that everybody in the group is important. So, let everything, every meeting. Two people should not have meeting in camera. Everybody should be aware of what is happening. Do you understand? Everybody should be able to be present. 
and be deliberate in making sure that nobody is left behind. That's all. It's called being having integrity. It's called what? Yeah. You see, if you don't work at it now, when you go to the corporate world, you show it that are wicked people. You will do it to somebody in a group and then it's a, he doesn't attend church. He will go to Hurba and go and do you juju. And then you go and worry your pastor that somebody in my church, in my company, is doing me juju. There are Christians. They will go and break bottles to curse you for doing that to them. Because they feel what? Betrayed. They feel what? Betrayed. Left out. And ridiculed. So don't do that. Start practicing good behavior now. My, my last statement on that is use every situation, group dynamics, okay, to build a better personality in terms of when you see that your friend has called you out of a group, want to tell you, oh, let's do this part of the work. Ask, has the other members been informed? Do you understand me? Has the other members been informed? I think we should inform the other members so that when it comes to everybody will be at par as to what is happening. All right? There are some of us, me, when I was on campus, I do that. We don't like delegating. I can do the whole work for the whole group. Many times, for instance, when this is research, I'll go out there, go to North Kaneshi, go and gather data, come back, put it together, and then email it to the rest of the group that, okay, this is what I did. It's not a strength. <laughs> Do you understand me? But you must communicate so that everybody benefits. All right? Bless you. Thank you. Okay, so I wanted to ask if Let's say I'm not ready to date, so I'm not ready to be in a relationship. But I have bounced and are bouncing a lot of people. <laughs> and you end up bouncing like the one that like, you were supposed to be with in the end. And then you are growing and you are ready for a relationship now and like, no one is coming. So like, what do you do? And how would, like, whilst you are bouncing them, like, I don't know how to put it, but how do you not bounce the one who is for you? <laughs> On what premise are you bouncing the other people? On the premise that I'm not ready to date. So how do you know that the one you're about to bounce is the right person, but just that you're not ready? That's a question. That is your question to me. Yes. Father, that is a question to us. <laughs> I think Angela wants, like, she wants to say something in relation to. Continue. Um, so, in relation to the whole bouncing thing, my question is that, um, let's say you are bouncing people, as she said, and even Just an observation. Are you people bouncing people? 
Janet, what makes you think you are not ready for a relationship? Can we discuss that? I just don't feel like being in a relationship. That's fine. Angela. Yes, you too. I'm actually not ready. Like I know that I'm not ready. Like in like Give me one of the things that, that criteria that makes you say you're not yeah. I think like in terms of my like me, my character, like I feel like I've not honed my character to the point where like I'm ready to like share my space or my life with someone else. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I also think that <laughs> I think that I, I haven't really worked on myself to the point where I can be that perfect woman. How old are you? 20. 20. Angela. <laughs> you are Are you sure? No, 16. <laughs> Angela, do like Let me see. Hold your. No, I didn't say pass it here. Don't tilt your head. There is nothing wrong in saying no. People are closing themselves, so their room is becoming emptier and emptier. <laughs> I see people and people will take their bag, go take their bag, go. There. Uh, 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 where's my key? Let's go home too. <laughs> okay, let me answer this one and then we we'll go home. There's nothing wrong in saying no. Okay, you, you, you have the free will. You decide when you are ready and all that. Okay. But dependent on how you say no. You know, let me backtrack. A guy who comes to you, if he's a correct guy. When I say correct guy, I'm not saying the one for, meant for you. In fact, the one meant for you is simply the one that fits the criteria in many things. Not the specifics. Okay. Now, if a guy is genuine and really wants you for who you are and wants to um, journey through school, through life, and eventually after school get married to you. And we've had beautiful stories out of KCF, out of Ashesi, where they've graduated, gotten married, living life beautifully. All right? Many times. Many times. I was at somebody's wedding and I saw people from KCF who had married and didn't invite me for their wedding. And they have given birth, Seth. They are enjoying their, their lives. All right. No, it's not a bad thing. If a guy is serious and approaches you, before that guy approaches you, he has practiced. <laughs> he has practiced in front of the mirror and in the bathroom talking to you. Many times. Sometimes like three months. What most of you ladies don't know is that guys are as afraid of being bounced as you people are. That you say no to a guy 
can make him fail an exam. And make him, I'll come there. And make him lose self-confidence for the rest of the semester. Most of you ladies don't know that. And the worst part is, you go and tell your friends that this guy came. Chale, mami, chale. That is the worst thing you can do to any guy. And if any of you ladies are here, you are fond of that, put an end to it and go and apologize to the guy. Yes, I mean it. Apologize to the guy. You say no, you don't like that. Don't go and say it to anybody. Don't go and tell anybody that, oh, this person came to me. And I said no. If you don't like it doesn't mean you should tell everybody. Do you understand me? Don't denigrate anybody. All right? You don't know tomorrow. Um, was it Bishop Osetisu that said this? When he was in school, he said he approached a lady, and the lady told her, oh, The lady didn't know him. Yes. The lady gave it to him. Get quiet. He said, two years later, When he started becoming popular, people started, and the lady came. That conversation with her, he said, Master, me check me home, and bye bye. Now, the lady, and most of the time, when ladies are rejected, they feel scorned, they feel insulted, then they become, more, they become toxic. You don't know that it's, more, it's as painful. Guys don't have different emotions from, in fact, guys are more emotional than ladies. That is why guys are more closer to their, their mothers. Do you understand? So, in saying no, I, I, let me answer it by giving an example. Very good example. I always refer to them. There, was, there, were, there were members here, Caleb and Hebertha. Okay, when they were in school, they approached each other, they noticed they like each other. They were not ready for a relationship, but they noticed they like each other. So they thought, we'll be friends. Nothing to it. And they came to me to tell me. They finished school. A year later, they came to me and said, Apostle, I think we are ready to start a relationship. I prayed for them. They started. They got it. They are married. Is is uh, is is the sincerity of telling myself I'm not ready, but I think you have potential, so I'm not going to say no, go away. No, I'm not ready, but let's be friends. I know there are many guys here who don't like that because they are ready. You are the one who is not ready, so don't be a witch. Guys, let me tell you something. When a lady tells you, I'm not ready, be patient. Sometimes what you think you are ready for is just infatuation. And to be outright playing with you is just your sexual hormones fooling around. Simply. Do you understand? It's just your sexual hormones fooling around. 
Because if you allow the person to become better to build, like they are saying, build my character, I can't share space. If you start dating them and they, because they are not ready, they start showing you that toxicity and, and, and all those things. You break up because you are not ready for that. So why don't you allow that person to build themselves to become better? Then when they are ready, it becomes beautiful. Do you understand me? Because when the food is not cooked and you put your hand into the fire and you put it in your mouth, what will it do? It will burn your tongue. Your tongue will be hot. Is that not so? Mm-hmm. So allow. Now, back to your question. You were adding something I didn't quite get. I've answered it. So, how do you not bounce the right person in the midst of the people you are bouncing? Bounce with respect. You say what if what? Oh, then go and apologize. You see, that, that A that you people say, when I mention the word I go and apologize, is what I don't like. That's what I came to do with the mindset of humility. Realizing I've made a mistake. I'm sorry the way I spoke to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. You know what? This is actually, I'm not ready. But I think you're a nice person. I'm sorry the way I spoke to you. Can we be friends? So that when, later, when we finish school, look, that, pers- that guy, if he's correct, will respect you and honor you forever. Yes. If the person, if you bounce the person respectfully, the person, and you let's be friends, and the person says no, you've done your bit. Let the person go. Persistent. Tell the person to be persistent to the books. And I am talking to you here. If if all the guys here, go ahead, boys, boys, I know you talk. Uh, men in Christ. <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> men in Christ. Men in Christ. Sometimes discuss these things. Women in Christ discuss these things. Okay. There is nothing honorable in, in, in forcing yourself on a lady who is not ready. You, you become obnoxious to her. If she says yes to you eventually, she doesn't really like you. She's not in a relationship. She said yes to stop the pestering, but you will never get her to love you. As soon as school is done, you are trash. Do you understand me? Let love grow. Don't awaken love when it is not ready. Do you understand me? You go to the person, the person says, hold on, I'm not ready. Oh, I don't like you. Yes, it's painful. Deal with your pain. Withdraw. Respect the person. She has a choice. She has a right to decide who she invests her life in. Do you understand me? She has a right. You like her. She also has feelings. She also has the right to like somebody else. Do you, do, do you get me? Uh-huh. And then you allow. But when the person says, be friends, guys, why do you say, can a guy answer me? Why do you say no? Don't tell me that when the watch is finished, we don't do campaign. No, no, you are not a guy. Guys, answer me. When a girl says no to you, but wants to be friends. Let's be friends for now. Why do you say no? 
You say you do it. You can't do it. Why? You can't relate. Oh, okay. Why? Every guy, every lady likes you when you say yes. You've never done that before. They say I should come to the tech team, boy. So. <laughs> Jesse, they say you can relate. You've not asked anyone out yet. Yet. Okay, I don't answer. Apostle, sometimes, eh, as you said, it's just our sexual hormones that are running the business, right? It's true. So, when you say, when the lady tells you, just be friends, because it's your sexual hormones, like, even seeing her all the time as a friend, like, reminds you of the sort of feelings you have in your body for her. That's what makes you feel like you can't keep going like that. So I can tell all of you this. All right? Yes. Give me give him the mic. Apostle, like Papa Roly, since the tech team boys needs deliverance. Apostle, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like because you have, you have to say no because like in the end, like it become like very awkward, like because like you've already shot your shot and like maybe you have something going on so it's like when i'm sitting with the person it's like you know you like her she, she knows you like her but then like you guys are just like keeping quiet like because you said we should be friends but like it, it'll just be weird very weird yes sir and i can relate <laughs> no this is just based off like conversations right i think some people is delusion i think that's the that's a huge thing because certain, certain who are the dead ones the ladies or the guys the guys the guys there's this um perception that if a female says no the person is, the female is trying to play hard to get and that you just have to persist a little bit for okay so there's a notion that if the lady says no she's just playing hard to get so if i persist i'll get her so which sometimes is true dependent on the lady immaturity all right yes Also based on conversations, um, I feel it's because um, it's difficult for a man to come out and tell you that, oh, he likes you, he wants to be in a relationship with you. So if you bounce, a, if as a lady you bounce a guy, it hurts the guy's esteem, self-esteem. As he's saying, a whole me, you bounce me like that. Yes. So a hole you shouldn't be bounced. All right, because of time, I want to go home because I've not eaten. I have to eat. Um. <laughs> I miss it. First of all, judge the motive for which you want to be in a relationship. I'm talking to all of you. All right. In school, which year are you? Second year. That's the answer I want. Don't be telling me when you graduate. If 
you are in your second year. You have two more years to graduate. When you finish school, you don't want to marry right after graduation. You want to do your national service and probably master's degree. And sometimes, even after the master's degree, you want to work one year. That's like four years. So if you were to start a relationship now, okay, the two years, four years, by the time you hit that fourth year, okay, you have grown to know who you are and your true preferences. And that is where the heartbreak is painful. Because since as if I started relating with you in school, all these years I've invested my life in you. And now you are telling me that I'm not sure we are working. That's the first scenario. The second scenario is that because most of the student relationships, okay, are sexually engineered rather than purposeful engineered. What is going to happen within that long period of courtship is that there's going to be a lot of sex. Don't go quiet on me. All manner of sex that married couples don't even do. And when you finish, you come and stand here and speak in tongues. And then it gets to a time you feel so dirty, you start you stop coming for fellowship. Not that God hates you, but because you are destroying your whole life. Do you understand? So that's why when I come, I tell you no relationship, like Prophet Anto said yesterday, no boys sin. No girl sin. Do you understand? It is important to build. Know yourself and build. Okay. If you don't want to be friends with a girl, it's fine. Girls, don't be offended. Okay. It's fine. But I would say, don't say no to friendship on a flimsy basis like that. Yes, it may be awkward. A whole me. Uh, all those things. But you see, you are dealing very immaturely. Because somebody that you are, you don't know tomorrow. I keep saying that. You are young. So you think the world revolves around you. Very soon, you realize that the world revolves around everybody. So we don't reject people. And it's not every beautiful girl that becomes your friend that must be your wife. Some friendship go into the future. You don't know what she'll do for you. You don't know what you may do for her. Praise the Lord. So, it's not because, oh, she's fine and she rejected me. And I have sexual feelings towards her. Kill it. Do what? Because it's sponsored by hormones. Kill it. Do you understand? If you did that, you will have more meaningful relationships and really benefit from her than the physical thing you are looking for. Because how much pleasure will sex give you? Are you here? Okay. 
we have closed in Jesus' name. One last question. Okay. Okay, so my question is, in which situation is remarrying an option, especially if... In which situation is... Remarrying. Remarrying. Yeah, okay. an option, especially when your spouse is in Tracy, have you been married before? No, but then, like, it's something that Tracy. I've been seeing a lot. Okay. Especially, like, in the church. Mm -hmm. That, like, people get married again, mm -hmm. but it's just because they've been divorced. Mm -hmm. Not because like their spouse is dead. Mm -hmm. and, like I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says that is okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, like if there are situations where it is okay, yeah. it is okay to remarry if you are burning. But Jesus says something. I, I don't want to say some things here because this is a young generation. I don't want to arouse some things in your mind. Jesus said every man that anyone who divorces and remarries has committed adultery. Is that not so? That's where you are coming from. Yes, that scripture has been beating me so much. Used to beat me until the Holy Spirit explained something to me. Okay, the perspective that we all don't see. Okay, where... Why did the divorce happen? What is the reason why the divorce happened? Do you understand? Which is addressed in Jesus' statement. Any man who marry, who divorces other than infidelity. So that caveat is there. Number two, there are other caveats. For instance, will you say somebody shouldn't remarry if the divorce happened because his life was under threat or her life was under threat? Like the Ekweme woman who died. If she had run away from the marriage and lived and then another man came to marry her, would he be wrong? After being beaten, being kicked, would you say she should stay? Okay, now she's not. So you say she's not marry again. Uh -huh. Good. That is why I'm saying that the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. The, 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 the scripture interprets scripture. But the Holy Spirit, the author, also interprets scripture. Do you understand me? So otherwise, we become legalistic and then we'll say, why is Jesus healing the sick on a Sabbath day? And he'll tell you, the Lord of the Sabbath is here. The one who instituted the rule, okay, says you are getting the rule wrong. Do you understand me? It is right to remarry than to burn. Number one. It is right to remarry dependent on the situation. If you just divorce on a flimsy, foolish attitude sake, if you remarry, it is between you and God. Do you understand me? The reason why it is happening in the church is because the basic things that I started talking about from the beginning is not being dealt with. This person and this person are seen to be good friends, so they are told to get married. No. We don't marry because we are good friends. Because in friendship, we can pretend. Have you seen, don't you pretend in your friendship. Answer me and let's go home. We are all hungry. Especially to the opposite sex. You pretend. You put your best foot forward all the time. You really get to know somebody when you start relating to that person. 
and familiarity setting. When familiarity setting, you let God down your guard. Then your true self starts showing up. Okay. We don't give opportunity to know each other. And so we end up hurting each other. Right? Somebody says, oh, um, I've been with four people before meeting you. Did you take your time to find out why they break up with four people? And what makes you think that you'll be number five? Do you understand? Study and ask questions. Don't just say, oh, me, I love you. My love, even if you don't have love, my love is enough to cover for the two of us. Because you, you, don't, you have not seen love. You don't know what love is. What you have is infatuation. All right? So what you do is, in that situation is that if you are the observer, you pray for the people. The Father, have your way. and Let your mercy speak. But um, when it comes to marriage and divorce, we'll talk about it later. Okay? Um, it's a whole topic that I'm also learning much about. God is speaking to me a lot about it. I'm learning. What I would have talked, spoken to you about this breakup. What should you do if you break up with somebody? Forgive the person and let go. Heal. And if you see the person trying to date your friend, don't become bitter. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Ashesi student. KCF Ashesi, do you hear me? The fact that I didn't work out with you does not mean that the person doesn't deserve any other person around you. Okay? That real code does not exist in the kingdom. It doesn't. God bless you. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Father, thank you that you love me and you relate with me according to your love. Fill me with your knowledge, with your counsel, with your purpose. Help me, Lord, to relate well with every kind of person around me. Teach me to show love to my neighbor and to love my neighbor as myself. And Lord, every relationship problem in my family, in my destiny, I employ your right hand to destroy it. Let every problem be solved by your spirit. Grant me the wisdom to tread this path of life by your grace. Shepherd me and give me the best. I decree and declare that I will marry the best and my marriage will be beautiful. I decree and declare my friendship will bring glory to your name. I decree and declare that every other relationship that Lord you establish with me and someone else will bring glory to your name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you so much. Thank you for having me. I hope you have been blessed. I know it has been a very long session. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. I hope you have learned so much. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.